You've tuned in to another episode of the Adeptus Terror podcast, hosted by Sam, Matt and Neil. Put your feet up and enjoy. Hello and welcome to Season 2, Episode 4. I'm Matt. I'm Sam. And it's just us two in the office today. Neil's dead. <laughs> uh, Sorry, Neil's car is dead. That was yes, it, Neil's yeah, car yeah, is yeah, dead. Yeah, yeah. Missed the word. Uh, he can't be here. Yeah, unfortunately, he travel problems, he's got lost in the warp and... Uh, We'll see him again someday, maybe. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's just us two. So we're going to kind of, uh, a few of the bits that, that Neil had down to do, we're going to kind of wing it. Figure it out. Um, and we'll work it out. And it's it's like old times. We we have 100% honestly not spoken about how we're going to do Neil's bits. So no, I think no. we'll just, well, let's not do it. No, no, we'll just. And do then it. we'll just figure it out. Because Neil's yeah. running the book club. So it's going to be really quiet. That's easy. That's real fine. quiet book club. No, 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 that's <laughs> fine. Sounds like it'll be an opinionated book club. I can't wait. <laughs> Got um, but yeah, as we intro the podcast, the um, first thing to always mention is our next hobby hangout um, is going to be the 24th of September. Now, I don't actually know if August date will be... No, because it'll be next... Where are we? Yeah, we're recording a, a weekend early. We're recording so a weekend early. The August one will would be, be the, 27th. the 27th, but the episode's not out till the 31st. 31st yeah. So yeah. that's already happened. So hopefully you were you were there last month. Have uh, you put I up hope a, we mentioned that. Have you put no, up a, you need of course to do that. I will. Especially if they're not going to hear the episode. I will. There will be an event on the mm. safe room and Probably. I'll put that link in the Discord as well. Come and join us. They're really good fun. I'm going to have stuff to paint. Which is really good because for the last couple, I've 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 found bits to do slash distract me yeah. <laughs> um, from hobby. So I'm I'm you'll hear in our Legion of Two this month um, uh, of what I've been up to and and sparked some new drive, which I think is the whole point of the Resurrection 40k challenge. Yeah, yeah. We yeah. also have a mini segment on that, so don't worry if you're like, what's that? I don't know if you've been living under a rock or this is randomly your first ever episode of our podcast. If, if it is your first ever episode, please stop listening now. Go back to season one, episode one. No, God, uh, no. Don't do that. <laughs> go back to don't the beginning of season two. Go to season two, episode one, and uh, start from there. I think I think it's a really good place. and um, Indeed. I think that's when it gets good. Uh, well, it's when we change things up and go on our current format. So it's a good space to kind of get to know who we are, what we're up to for the next foreseeable. Do you um, think we're the longest going concurrent podcast? Um, no, I'm sure there's going to be ones out there that have been going way longer than us. Like, because you can't count independent characters anymore. No, well, they stop like four start, times. Stop, stop, stop. <laughs> They're part time the Forge. Probably. Mm. Oh, yeah, Masters exist. Mm-hmm. But then Masters watched something else before, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a new podcast after the kind of survivors of another podcast kind of yeah. came together and Adam joined and then them. Then there at that was, point. who else did we listen to when we started? Um, Overlords. Uh, the Overlords, they've gone. gone. Um, Jason's had like nine podcasts <laughs> since, yeah, yeah, yeah. since we started. Yeah, yeah. Is it Lost Legions? Lost is that Legions. what it is now? Yeah, they're, yeah. They're, him and Pete are doing a really cool job over on YouTube. Yeah, it's like a... So it's a YouTube podcast, which they then scrape the audio for and, and put it into podcasting apps. Um, but, and I had a, I had a, uh, I had a conversation with him about this. I was oh, like, cool. he's left in 
all of the subscribe notification. You know, they have that annoying thing. On oh, YouTube yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it's like an animation of the button and then clicking it and it yeah, ding-dings because yeah, yeah. they get the bell for notifications. It just randomly happens. It happens <laughs> in the podcast. <laughs> I've only watched them on YouTube, so have that you doesn't only, affect oh, me. So that was, I haven't listened to them in the last couple of months, um, but I, I, I mentioned it to you. I was like, hey, so how's the podcast? Yeah, Can yeah. you please remove the bell if you're going to put it on? <laughs> um, just for my own sanity. Because like, it's walking along and all of a sudden it's like, ding, ding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've started noticing a lot more YouTube channels are doing the kind of podcast format. There's mm. a few that do battle reports and now they're doing like a once a month kind of chat about their battle reports, kind of podcasty okay. style. So I think that's kind of a new thing that seems to be happening. It's probably been going on forever, but it's new to me before I get shouted at in the comments yeah. of something. Um, but yeah, so I've started to discover lots of those, which was cool. So I was listening to, I think it was Rift Tide Studio this morning. Okay. Um, before I came over here, they do, like, it's a commission painting service, but they do battle reports, and they've got really nicely painted armies of course. and boards. That's actually a really good idea. If you're a commission painting service, for up a YouTube channel, do a couple of video tutorials on how you're painting stuff, maybe. Mm. Do a battle report to showcase your armies. Yeah, so, well, so I, I was looking at... Um, like doing Martian red dusty bases for mm. my space horse. Mm-hmm. I think it could be quite a nice um, contrast to the the bluey grey. It does mean you're going to have to build a Martian board. Well, I have one. My mining board is red. Is it? Yeah. I it was like a brown. No, no, it's like a red. It's ready brown, but I'll match it. Okay. I'm not saying I'll go, but I was By Martian at, red, I'm thinking like red. No, no, like, no, no, like no, Red, no. red, like no, Mars but I'm red. thinking more that kind of style of base rather than like snow or so uh, like dusty is kind of what I mean. Dry. Meant. Yeah. Dry. Dry is the perfect word, yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm thinking of doing something like that. Um, and I was watching, they did like a 20 minute tutorial on how to do it and it was probably a bit OTT for what I'm probably going to try and knock out quickly. Yeah, yeah. But it looked amazing. And then I was like, oh, they've got a Blood Angel battle report. And then I noticed next to it, they had an army faction review of Blood Angels. Okay. It's like an hour and a half. 30K, they go 40K. Through 30K. Oh, sick. They're, they only do heresy. Nice. Um, well, I mean, I've only seen the, them do heresy. They may do other stuff, but I haven't deep dived big, into big, their big channel. Big sweeping statement there, Matt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What they I, well, uh, Rift Hang on, why Tied Studio. Where did I do that? Oh, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I just saw the word sex in our notes and I was like why is sex in our notes and I was like, I well wrote it, you know so. we're, we're, we're uh, what they're called Rift Tide uncensored nowadays so <laughs> you never know Rift Tide Studio I believe Studio Studio but yeah mm, that's not right Rift as in R-I-F-T yeah Tide as in T-I-D-E yeah might be one word I don't know I'm sure it is you now made me question it. Let me load up YouTube. They'll probably be in my history anyway. Studio. I think I was on as the podcast as well, so they'll be in the, in the yeah, history. Yeah, not, it's not here either. <laughs> uh, Rift Forge Studio. Right, there okay. You go. I'm, I'm where Tide came from. Rift Forge Studio. So yeah, see, so their latest episode, it's only episode 13, so I don't think they've been running for ages. Okay. Um, it's Militia versus Blood Angels. Oh, they do lots of shorts. A, no, they don't. That's just the short section. That's yeah, right. then they've got Heresy Faction Review. Uh, they started talking about what was available from Forge World, so I don't know if it's a what you can get for the Legion in terms of building them, or yeah, if yeah. it's... I don't know, it even says, look, they discuss the models, Legion rules, characters, and unique units, so it's a bit of, oh, cool. bit of both. Um, but yeah. It's, I think it's... I like looking at like different YouTube channels, and so like their battle reports, two point eight thousand views. 
their faction review 595 mm. so, so I, yeah battle reports clearly do well yeah 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 yeah, yeah. okay I'll yeah watch well but then how to create mars or martian warhammer bases which is from them which i, I watched this morning has six thousand point uh six thousand views how to do marble bases i like yeah, the yeah, how-tos yeah. i like yeah, yeah, like yeah. i i watched a few they're only 15 odd minutes as well like i genuinely nice. they've been the best things their their battle reports i kind of do what i normally do go That's in look at the armies oh, oh god <laughs> um, I tend to uh, look at the armies and then kind of skip ahead and get a watch the what happened at the end of this turn then yeah. skip to the next turn and then kind of bite-sized bits but um, they were the first guys that I saw how I really wanted to do like my death guard they've got an amazing painted death guard force industrial basing tutorial Mars yeah, yeah, yeah. tutorial Loads. they're pretty chipping cool fluids that's cool decals yeah. lenses hey ryan there's a decal video you can watch he's done some decals right? he has he has <laughs> but there's one you can watch um, um right sorry yeah. we're getting so they're they're cool <laughs> anyway um hang out so 24th of september that all came from the next hobby hangout um so 24th of september which will be the next one if sam's away i'll do it i guess no, no, I'm here. <laughs> i never I'm, know where you are the 20 i mean <laughs> september's normally pretty rough i'm at the, i'm away for the it's next august one. and september are normally the worst months for us and april oh yes yeah um that's August twenty fourth. Something's red. Oh, I'm on a. I'm on. A, I'm there on live you go. weekend. But I'm a, I'll be back. I'll be back. So well, we'll I, see how you feel. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll <laughs> I'm, I'm normally around on a Sunday evening anyway, so it's yeah, not a problem. Yeah. And we've adjusted to the eight o'clock start. Yeah, which is much easier for kids' bedtime. Yeah. So eight eight p.m. onwards, normally till about ten, you'll get uh, me or Sam there hosting, and all our kind of regulars, the mods like James and Alan and Mike tend to be around. Mm um and uh yeah it's, it's really good fun um really good time for chatting doing some hobby talking about life as well as just the hobby that we love it's it's really good so come and join us 24th of september and if you were at the august one then thank you very much for turning up and i hope we had a great time and if you can't wait to the 24th of september in order to uh pretend to hobby and sit on a chat and pretend to to actually do something productive yeah. pretend then, that you have friends pretend you have friends <laughs> mike hosts a midweek hangout every wednesday at eight o'clock i want to say eight o'clock eight thirty eight thirty slightly the later, time yeah. changes i'm so confused mike changes it all the time he's no. He's not very prepared. <laughs> don't, don't be mean. <laughs> um, he does an amazing job. He does an amazing job. It, it's a good group of people. It's on Facebook, like, like how we host ours. Um, and um, I've joined a few. I've joined a few. You, you've been. You went to the last uh, one. No, I played with it, and then I, we had an incident outside our house where there was like four police cars. Oh right. Um, <laughs> What did you do? Uh, it, well, it had nothing to do what with did, me. What did they find? <laughs> no, no, there was some uh, teenage drama, nice. which I was finding hilarious. It was, it was hilarious. There was like a teenage girl screaming up at her love interest boyfriend. Who knows? What, what have you been up to? Um, I went on holiday. Yes, which was good fun. Did you frequent a gaming store while you were on holiday? No. So I, um, we were, we went to Colchester one day. Yeah. We went to Mersey. Yeah. Uh, caravan holiday. Very lovely um and we went to colchester castle yep. which was really good fun and caleb really enjoyed it which was awesome um it was nice to kind of talk to him about romans and they had like a whole thing about gladiators over the summer mm. um they had a really cool interaction actually you got like a top trumps kind of card yeah we had like speed 19 or whatever and they had characters around the museum that had little push dice yeah and you'd roll the dice and it would tell you what category so one to six was speed attack armor yeah. And then you'd match whatever was on the board and yours, and then you'd mark if you won or not yeah. with your character. So we each had a character card, and 
I won seven out of eight of my fights. Good, rolling dice, it kind of pays off. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, yeah, <laughs> I am the champion. But we took them home and then we played it uh, later that night in the caravan because all you need is a dice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, it was, it was, it was, that was a good fun day. But we, we were literally at the castle in the park and then went. So to have you, Sorry, have you never played Top Trumps before? Yeah. Okay, right. Okay. I know that's, that's it's kind of like Top Trumps, as in they have different abilities. Categories. Oh, but rather okay. than just you selecting the highest and trying to beat the other person, this whole I, I added actually, dice element. I actually think I prefer the dice rolling. It was element. cool. Yeah, it makes it random. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is fun. You don't get that like, punched as much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. Um, but yeah, so we did that, which was cool. Um and then we went to, on the way home, we went to Malden because they have a splash park and a really cool like kids play area. So we were going to go, we went there and there is a hobby store in Malden that yep. Mark has helped kind of get off the ground and some of his terrain is there and he's been helping the, the woman who runs it. Um, and, uh, but they didn't open until I think it was about an hour after we were leaving. So I didn't get to go there either. No. So no, unfortunately not, no hobby store. But it was nice, and that bit of space, I made a couple of uh, lists uh, of armies that I don't currently plan to collect. So that, we'll see what happens the there. New, the new app? Yeah, so it was the 40k app, uh, which currently is free, I think, for I, you still. I, I'm thinking of becoming a subscriber. It's good, isn't it? Just for that app. Like, it is really good. If that's included in the, the Warhammer Plus thing, then I, yeah. I think I will become a subscriber. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, only because of the, the app, and I think you get... Is it you also get all of the... No, you don't get all of the rules forever. Um, did they do that last I time? I don't know. The, like currently, all the rules and stuff are included in the app, so mm. I'm guessing. So I'm just imagine it's behind the paywall eventually. Yeah, I, I think I I will. Yeah, probably. It's good. Just it's good. Well, like I, for me, it's the price point. But I don't know how much it is. I haven't looked into it, but if it's cheap enough. I'd, I'd think about it as well. I, only because like. I think Quartermaster, not Quartermaster, that's the old, old, Battlescribe. Battlescribe, yeah. Battlescribe has served me well, but I, I just think it. there's so many things that are sometimes wrong with it. I actually think, certainly, and again, I haven't dived into Warhammer's apps in the past, but this is really good. It'll be interesting it's to see It's really glossy they, and nice as well. If they did a 30k version of it. Yeah, it'd be a shame that they haven't, really. Yeah, yeah. But maybe, maybe not. Uh, it's probably because the uh, I get the impression, this might not be completely true, the because of the way the point systems work in 40k or, or I think they work in 40k it, maybe it's simpler to 40k this is simpler but not anything different because you can still add an enhancements to characters and mm. stuff so you've got the ability yeah. to add points yeah so it's there it's just on a very smaller scale because mm. the thing that's most annoying is what if you add a like you put a five man squad in and you up it to ten, you then have to go into the war gear and select up. Oh, to, they've updated it. Oh, they have done they have that, to now. Fix that now. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, that was the most annoying thing. <laughs> yeah. Um. But you can you know lower and change things in it, so it wouldn't be that hard to yeah. extrapolate that further into, um, thirty k. Adding in. Uh, I just like how drama. glossy and nice it looks as it's well. Just, it just <laughs> it feels high quality when like, you use it. It actually feels like an app that's designed for that, yeah. rather than where Battlescribe is kind of like it's a it's a, it's it's all a list building app about like that you can load any system into. Like, and I like the fact that you like you get pictures of the unit mm. and what it looks like, and then you can click in the unit. So I'm just showing Matt now. I know that he's already got it. You can click in and you can look at the stats, and then you yeah, can yeah, go yeah. and look at the uh, the law of that unit. And yeah, why the law thing I think is amazing. I think adding that was really really cool. Yeah, because it actually pushes people to go. I'm well, actually maybe I'll just read that yeah. when they wouldn't normally. Yeah, you know. Um, 
Yeah. I've, I've definitely known people who buy codexes and then just kind of skip the first 60 pages, which is all the lore of their army yeah. to get to the rules. And you're like, no, read that first. Read that first. Make an educated um, But yeah, so I went on holiday um, and that, that allowed me to do some things um, in terms of thinking. Uh, I came back off holiday thinking I need to, you know, go through my stuff, see what's unused, see what I don't really want anymore and maybe clear some stuff out so I can fund some other bits. Mm. Um, we're still at a stage where we're kind of transitioning from having a lot of childcare costs to none really other than obviously the normal ones like feeding your children and clothing them. If you feed them every um, day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, maybe you can cut that down for the extra paint pot or something. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> but... Um, but yeah, so we're kind of transitioning and building up our, our finances a little bit more currently. So I can't just go out and just go, oh, I want that, bang. So I'm like, oh, is there anything lying around? And I've probably done that to death now. I'm kind of getting to a point where everything I've got, I want. Yeah. But I do have a box of all my Xenos stuff. So like my Tyranids, my Orcs particularly, are in that box, which um, just cardboard box on it, on uh, underneath my gaming table. Um, because I don't have a plan to do anything with them currently because yep. I'm doing the Space Wolves first, etc. And I got out my Orc planes and went, oh, I could sell these. I've got no reason to use them. Got them out of the box, put them on their stands on my gaming table, put the box away because there was nothing else because I've got some classic tank busters in there, bomb squigs. I want to keep them. They're yep. really cool. Yeah, yeah. Convert my converted buggies. I want to keep them, you know. And then I turned around and looked at these planes and went, they look so good on the table. And I remembered how much I actually loved those planes. Mm -hmm. So I wrote a thousand point list of orcs. Based around the planes. No Three more, planes. No more selling the planes. So two so planes. I, I want to add plane. another plane. Right, okay. And I will need like 40 more boys and a couple of trucks that I don't own currently. Yeah. yeah. I was like, oh no, <laughs> I think this may happen before the Tyranids. It just, I, I've been grabbed by the orcs again. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I'm not planning on investing. I, luckily, for my own sake, I can't just go out and buy the things I need. <laughs> Otherwise, yeah, yeah. they'd already probably be somewhere. Well, you'd, um, you'd have a, you'd, you'd have a, a I'd um, have a room full of models that I can't even walk into yeah. if I had the finances. So that has helped me. But yeah, so I'm actually looking at maybe picking up the orcs again after the space horse if I enjoy a tenth, and going orcs maybe even before Tyranids. Okay, because they currently still don't have the rules for the the Dema, the Demacron, Demacron, however the. You say that word, my most hated name of a Tyranid model ever. So I'm kind of waiting for that anyway. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm not going to do anything with the Tyranids. I'm not going to make that mistake again. But <laughs> Orcs have jumped up the list just from having those planes out. And I was like, I just love those models. Yeah. And they just look really cool. So that that's something that's squeezed into my, my uh, brain space is uh, the green tide once again. So we'll mm -hmm. see if anything comes of that or not. Um, I think the only real big thing that I've done, other than a little update on the Death Guard, Sam has gifted me some Marines that you had lying around. Um, so I've got some Mark Six and Mark Three that I'm going to do a couple more heavy weapon squads that I need to do. Cool. And I have ordered the uh, heavy weapons. Oh, nice. So they're coming. They'll hopefully next week I'll have them. So they'll probably be building, hobbying on those soon. Um, so that helps progress that army a little bit. Um, and then I put some base colors down to on my tester model for my Space Horse. Yeah. So, you know, it's me we're talking about. So tester model, you're probably thinking, you know, just a standard Space Marine or no. an old model. No, my Forge World Space Wolf Dreadnought that sat unpainted for like it's nice 10 it. years. It's nice to see it painted. <laughs> yeah, it's and cool. Are you happy with the scheme? Yes, I am. So I'm 
doing a new method. Um, I saw a Instagram post. Uh, it was, I think it was um, when I was scrolling on the search. So uh, I, can't, I can't remember exactly who it is. I did save it so I could go back. And it was a guy painting a Sons of Horus Cataphracti Terminator. And he, was, he starts with going, not everything needs to be painted with an airbrush. And I went, that's an interesting opening. I'm going to listen to this. Yeah. And he was like, I give you... <laughs> He's a guy of my own kin. Yeah. Like... He, he said, I, I, br- I uh, bring you the mighty sponge. And I was like, this is really interesting. What is he... This go- is where my is, level. This where is is he, yeah, well, where is he going with this? And he basically sprays the model with a primer, like black or whatever. Um, and he said, then he, he used the airbrush to put the like dark green so i think it was like dark angel kind of green yeah yeah. um and then he used the sponge with a next shade up of green all over the model and then he sponged lighter and more just kind of you know almost zenithal kind of style yeah with the next green and then took a lightest green and did just like the edges almost like the same way that you do kind of sponge chipping Yeah, yeah but all over the model with armor color and then he painted the metallics, you know, with just brush, you know, golds and silvers and stuff. And they covered the model, model with streaking grime. Nice. Um, and then wiped it away. Nice. You know, same as an oil wash. Yeah. Um, Which and I, I, it looked yeah. really, really good. And then he claimed that he did this all in about 20 minutes. And I went, that's a really cool method, especially if it took 20 minutes. Mm. And it looked really good. Mm. Um, and he said, obviously, you come back in and do finer detail work and you know, yeah. or, or any leather or any like um, pelts, like for me, furs, yeah. you know, things like that. You do all that afterwards. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and he, and he claimed that it didn't take that long. So I went, I'm going to try this. And so far, I've put all of the base colors down. So a bit of black, yellow for Ragnar Blackmain's company. Uh, brass, silvers, and the obviously the ar- main armor color, which I started with Mechanicum Standard Gray, mm-hmm. and then I sponged on. So obviously black, then Mechanicum uh, Standard Gray, then um, sponged on. It's the old gray I used to paint my space horse in. The, it's an army painter gray. Can't mm. I think it's called Uniform Gray. Probably. Um, and then I did a final brush on just the edges, um, picking out kind of a messy edge highlight almost. Um, of uniform grey mixed with Vallejo Model Air white, uh-huh. um, like kind of half 50-50. So it's quite light. Um, and then dab that all on and it's now ready for its streaking grime, nice. which I have also ordered cool. from Element. I've ordered that and Using a couple our of... Element link? Yeah, yeah. Good. And sprayed a couple of... Um, no, added a couple of spray cans as well because I'm, I'm still primer, rattle can, much quicker awful people. um so yeah I'm, I'm, i can't bother to do that on the airbrush <laughs> uh so i ordered a couple of cans of that to to get me going again and it really has fueled me to go i think this is how i'm going to paint the space horse yeah all the base stuff took me probably about 20 minutes maybe half an hour mm. um and there's i've got a tiny bit of touch up on one of the blacks wolf heads i've got a little bit of brass on it where it's edged in brass so i just tidy up like two seconds mm. and then it's ready for streaking grime and then we'll see what it looks like after that and if that works then that's the scheme and the the way i'm gonna paint my space horse because i'm i'm really happy with how it's come out i'll i'll um share the base picture as well as some progress as i paint the dreadnought uh on the social media stuff sure um i promise <laughs> um and yeah so hopefully that works really well 
and and it was really really simple and i think it actually has quite a good effect i'm actually quite surprised how blue it looks mm. compared to because it's all just gray yeah. but adding the white to that uniform gray it's got because it is kind of a more of a bluey gray mm. it's got that kind of light blue hint towards it enough where it kind of hints towards 40k space wolves but isn't the baby blue yeah, yeah so yeah, i'm yeah, actually yeah. really happy with that end end kind of effect so yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to painting them and I'm I'm like once I've got these sprays and things, I'm gonna start hammering out the units I've got because I've got my five Wolven, I've got my ten Blood Claws, Lucas the Trickster, Ragnar. So all of them are gonna get black and I'm probably gonna do all of their bases. Mm. And then once you know, then I'll streak and grind them one at a time and paint them to completion. Yeah. And then like I said earlier, I'm planning on doing kind of ready, dusty um bases which are nice. then called pop from the, the light grey that they are ending at. Um, so, yeah, that, that's all I've been up to hobby-wise, really. Uh, not not a ton, but uh, it's kind of been a month of... Actually, I do really enjoy painting, and I do want to do this, and the hob, obviously the challenge makes you do it. Mm. Um, and, yeah, I'm just I'm, I'm almost really happy to be hobbying again. So nice. it's, a, it's a nice place to be. I think it definitely... Um, I definitely think that painting fosters painting yes for me so like as soon as i start so so i have you finished all your stuff so i i, I this month i um really pushed to finish dine at some alpha legion modules apothecary just just kind of tidy up and finish yeah, yeah, off yeah. before we i started with the resurrection 40k which then where i had all the stuff out for that i was just doing a little bit here and there so like our oh, 20 minutes on lunch or half hour after work yeah. or whatever and just doing a little bit which i find works way better for me than joining a hang out and, and kind of more of a it's more of push an three hours of work yeah yeah um so doing like little bits here and there so i was really happy i finished off all of those um i think the master of signals he's not finished so he's not based certainly he's still on his chop blocks from forge world oh um, right, yeah so i need to do some uh, do some more work on him um i thought i finished him but i found him the other day and i was like oh <laughs> i thought you were i missed one along. Yeah, yeah yeah so i need to finish him um and uh Oh, so I, I've been focusing mainly after that on my Resurrection 40k. Um, I'll go through my list um, in that section. We will, yeah, we will we will do that in the yeah. mini section we have coming up next. Um, however, so I, I'm I've decided to do Leagues of Votan. I've I've bought my stuff for for or I've bought my HQ and troops. So my um, battle line unit and Hithkin warriors, Hithkin warriors, um, and then I have decided to paint them in a slap chop method yeah i hate it yeah was that last month we talked about that yeah yeah so i've done it in slap chop method um i purchased the blue um the speed army painter speed paints ah these Um, are army painter speed paints so broadsword wargaming did a comparison video between army painter green stuff world games workshop and i think another one and they basically went through like the primary colors and showed the, the the like for like what they what they actually look like on models um so i found the blue there i actually posted a, a thing in the discord um about which blue do we want which colors do we do um so it's it's the army painter speed paint one that oh. travel looks awesome hey it's the brown like yeah, the, the 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 brown the leather has come out exceedingly good yeah and that's just the red on the handle as well like, makes that little spade pop so that red is flesh terror red contrast paint oh so i've i had um when i was painting so i painted up some testers i've i've, I've basically Sprayed them all black. I built them, did some mold lines, as much to people's despair while they were built. Um, and then I 
found um, a YouTube video on actually how to do Snapchat because I couldn't really remember, in all honesty. Yeah, well, um, I mean, we'd only talked about it, and I think by the time me and you were, I think Neil brought it up yeah. as a Otha moment, I feel. Um, and um, we were not very knowledgeable. I think no. after that episode, I was like, I need to look at actually how this is supposed to be done. So I, I followed, uh, is it Ninjon? Yes, yeah, so there followed, is Ninjon. I, yeah. I followed his, he did one called Is Slap, the, is Slap Chop the Future of Speed Painting Warhammer? Yes. Um, and so I watched that video and mainly just to kind of get like, actually, how do I do this? Um, luckily, I've got quite a lot of paints already. Um, so I didn't need to go and buy new stuff, but I, I base coated it all black. I did a, um, I've got a myriad of greys that I bought for when I was going to do Krieg. Ah, uh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, airbrushing greys. So I did like, he said to go, rather than go black to white, go black to dark grey to then white. And then yeah, basically add in that highlight um, and then dry brush. No, black to grey through the airbrush. Um, and then a light grey as your kind of zenithal, mm. and then dry brush white yeah. over the top. It's actually it's similar to the sponge. Yeah. Um. <laughs> similar to the sponge technique. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a sponge chop. I'm gonna, I'm gonna sponge call it. Chop. <laughs> um. So I did that, and then um, I did a test model. I did actually my um. It's like an assassin lady that I got ages ago. Yes, I, I saw in the middle the of time. your picture. Yeah. <laughs> you had all these dwarfs and then everyone was saying on the Discord it was Snow White. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, I, got, I, I, I did the same thing on her for the painting, just to chest out the, the colours because I hadn't done it before. So like her, her I, I, I was going to do originally the, so, so Hearthkin Warriors have armour on the top and then their um, legs are like, like overall coverall type yes. things and they've got like boots on. Um, so I was going to do the coveralls black um, originally and I, so I did uh, the contrast black on her and it basically just looked like I'd primed the model again. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. It, it, I, I think if you're going to use contrast black, you need to go like super, super thin. bright and super, super thin. I think as well, yeah. Yeah, so I, I, and I don't have any thinner and I don't wait for that kind of stuff. So I was like, <laughs> I'm not doing it black. Yeah, yeah. Um, so then I used the blue. Um, I've got a green, which I use on, on there. Um, like they've got a chest light thing. Um, oh, yeah. So they've got that on, on one of them, I think. I'm holding one in my hands now. Yeah. And then um, I used, in my first test model, I used the Achillean green that I used my Alpha Legion for the trousers just to give something different. And then actually... It's it, very blue. It's very blue. It is very yeah. blue. Um, so I decided that I don't want to do that and I'm going to go with grey. Yeah. Um, and then what I might do is I'm going to do a bit more of a dry brush on the grey to kind of make the trousers pop a bit yeah, more. Yeah, lighten it up a little bit. But I think they, the grey is a really nice uh, look. And I think because it's grey yeah. and not, white yeah. which is the only thing you're gonna have to be careful of if you yeah. do too heavy a dry brush yeah, yeah. to lighten them it may get lost in the snow mm, yeah because you're doing snowy bases yeah yeah so um i'm happy with the test models at the, at the moment i need to perfect the art of putting on the contrast like the, and it's the, the right yeah, amount there are areas that are really good and areas that are like need a little bit yeah it, it, it's i couldn't tell you what you need because i've never done it before <laughs> it, it's from looking at it it's basically you just need to put more on like okay. it's not like from from the sounds of things it's you can thin it down into a couple of layers yeah. but or you could just put more on and it settles so i'll just go with the more on method. <laughs> um, it, one thick coat <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah it did it did make me think more about how i'm gonna do the vehicles because Ooh. you can't you can't paint on vehicles because it would just look awful so I think I'm going to have to dry brry brush it. You Not can. Brush, I think I'm going to have to airbrush it. Yeah, I mean, I would I would airbrush it. I mean, 
plenty of people use contrast through airbrush, so you're all right. Yeah. And you don't have the worry of leather and overalls. No, it is just blue armor. So you haven't got to try and liquid mask a load of stuff. No, you no, just no. do the whole thing blue, and then you can always paint the other stuff afterwards. Yeah. So my um my scheme, uh, my 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 bases are going to be um snow bases mainly because I've never done a snow base before. Um, so I bought some, I think it's AK Scenics, um, uh, tarmac asphalt, I think it's called. Yes. Um, for the, the base. I asphalt. Some, I bought some cork as well to give them a bit of height and to give a bit of texture to paint the, the, the asphalt onto. Um, and then I bought some snow, I think it's called snow banks and then snow drifts. So banks is basically oh, a thicker. Look at you, you legit. It's <laughs> like a, it's like a thicker like paste. And then yeah. the snow drifts is like, um, granules that you put on top yeah i was coming across this when i was looking at the martian stuff because there's a uh, martian like iron earth yep. and then there's iron crust mm, okay. and they both kind of do the crackle effect mm. but like the earth really breaks whereas yeah. the the crust is like thicker like, yeah, i don't know yeah. how you describe it but yeah they're two different effects so i'm gonna go for that i haven't done a test model for that yet they're all currently on like um they're not on they come on 25 mils I think it's 25 mils. They are small bases. Really? I mean, yeah. they are small dudes, I suppose, but yeah, yeah. that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. pretty sure it's 25. Yeah. Maybe it's 28, 28 mil. Anyway. Yeah, they've got a G number a bit weird, don't they? Um, so they're on tester bases at the moment. So these are just, on 32s, aren't they? Yeah, just yeah. like, because I, I needed to, to attach them to my, my butt plug painting handle. Um, so they're on like a little drop of glue that I can just snap them off easily um, and, and, and put them on the new on their actual bases. Mm. Um, I'm probably going to drill them onto the other bases. And at the yeah. same time, I might drill the barrels. Yeah, if you're gonna, go. if you've got the drill out, why not? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, the thing, the stuff like that. Although you have to concentrate, they're perfect for like a hangout. Yeah, you just sit there, and however many you get drilled is how many you get drilled, mm. and you're having a conversation, so it doesn't matter. No, no. Um, I think yeah. Rather than I try and not do too much detail work when I'm on a hangout. Yeah, because I'm chatting and I'll get distracted, and then I'll try and do the eyes will end up cross-eyed or something. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. Whereas yeah, doing something like that where you can just sit and line it up, yeah, but then you just turn in a little bit done yeah that's quite an easy job yeah so i'm happy for that to come out so far um i need to um just paint the rest of the 10-man squad yeah i mean the crazy thing is right if you were doing gray slash white armor your base dude is almost done yeah like yeah, it looks yeah. really good just it's a really paint simple weapons, method doesn't it yeah shows you how good uh, a simple dry brush can be so i actually ended up purchasing army painter dry brushes like oh, the, yeah, yeah. the round edges ones yes and my god they are so much better yeah, yeah, yeah. i've got a couple like I, I get why artist opus i'm assuming would be even better i'm get i do understand yeah, why they're so expensive yeah. but i'm not paying that much for a paintbrush um i have one artist opus brush i do like it yeah, but, yeah. Um, again i can imagine it, it's fine and in longevity but they, it has come out really well they, that's like the black dark gray light gray yeah and it looks white. really good like yeah, and, you I'm can, happy. and again when you look at this you go oh yeah if you put a glaze over the top of that you can see where all the definition comes from yeah, yeah. Like, it's a really clever way of painting models yeah yeah no oh, very cool very um, cool so that's my hobbying that way the only other thing i've done is i actually listened to gaunt's ghost uh necropolis ah. um on audio audiobook i was i was coming home from somewhere and you know classic radio was crap um, so I went to audio and that was there. So I was like, oh, I'll start listening to that. It's like a 14 hour book. It's like a yeah, really yeah. long book. Um, That's like a standard novel. Uh, yeah, sure. It's good though. Um, I really enjoyed it. A bit of a, a, bit of a high level view. Um, 
it was good to see how the city defends itself. So it's a Manufactorum being attacked by a neighboring Manufactorum that's been taken over by Chaos. Oh, um, okay. Gaunt only turns up when the Manufactorum basically get absolutely butchered. So they're like, we need aid from from the Imperial Guard, oh, right. and they send a couple of a couple of units of the Valponia there, of course, because you know Gaunt's going to alternate. Yeah. Gaunt, um, or, or, um, alternate people uh, and then Gaunt turns up so it was good to see how the city defended itself against a rival city it's interesting to see how chaos actually affects humans again no space marines nothing like that so it's actually a really nice kind of like human centric book yeah um, one weird bit is <laughs> kind of out of left field Gaunt has sex with a high born lady oh uh, like because she's like ooh army man or yeah basically so it's after like the whole the whole thing they smart into your bolt of porn i just I, like i just it just didn't make sense like I, it was she came and saw him to give him a um like an amulet thing uh that her dad had left her and the amulet is basically the way that they save the day which is quite uh. cool um and then they have sex i was like okay and he made a point like it kind of felt like they had to justify it so his you know his mentor in the first we did the first book didn't we yes so his mentor that dies yes, like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, basically yeah. like his dad not his dad um he was like yeah and he always said that um it's fine to to have as many ladies as you like and then just leave them when you go on to the next place. Like, don't <laughs> don't form attachments, that kind of thing. And I was like, this is so strange. Like, I, I haven't yet. She could have just given him the amulet and gone, well, thank you for your service yeah, yeah. and walk why, away. Why did we need that? Yeah. I just, mean, it makes it more human. Yeah, it's a human yeah. experience. Yeah, I guess so. But I think, uh, yeah, it was a bit weird if you didn't know it was coming. And obviously, I have, uh, you know, depends. How, audiobook would have made that weirder, I think. Yeah, it would have. It definitely would have. Reading it on a page would probably be different. Yeah, it was. It, was <laughs> it wasn't like, it wasn't like, No, ooh, it, it wasn't yeah. an audio ooh, drama. Yeah, slap That's an it, audio slap drama. Slap it. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was. Harder. <laughs> It was just a bit strange. It yeah. just was a little bit strange that it was there. Like, it was completely left field. Like, I don't know. It doesn't really strike me as a... Gordon doesn't strike me as someone that... It's kind of like a Ken doll. I don't... Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't seem yeah, yeah, yeah. like that kind of thing in the series. But the book was good. Um, I actually found out I've got, like, the next three. So I'm, ah. I'm probably going to listen to those. Cool. Um, Just because carrying on. Yeah, I, re nice I recently too. picked up the Lord of the Rings trilogy nice. on uh, Audible. And they're read by Andy Serkis. Oh. So I'm like, oh, how good is his Gollum? Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm like, I might start listening to those. But they are long. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll see. But I, just for a little bit of a difference. I know yours yeah. was still 40k, but we've been doing Siege of Terror. And it, it, do you know what? It's nice not having a, a marine heavy book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which was, yeah. But Sometimes anyway. is needed. I actually, I think from our conversation last time uh, and our spotlight last time, I downloaded the latest Shadow Sun book <laughs> to listen to a Tao book. Because I was like, I've never listened to a book that has the Tao as the focus. Nice. Um, so I was like, this will be really interesting. So I, I, I used the credit on, on some Tao. Um, awful. Father, forgive me for my sins. <laughs> awful, awful. Um, um, but yeah. Resurrection 40K. Yeah. Let's share some lists. Yeah. So this is uh, going to be the mini segment going forward for the next kind of nine months uh, where we will talk about um, what's going on in Resurrection 40K. Yep. Now, obviously, each month we will talk about it. There will be months that have more to talk about because they are flag post months where you obviously need to get your stuff in. Um, next month, my plan is to go through all the lists of the entrants. Um, so everyone that has got their list in by the 31st of August has joined the challenge. Um, and then we will go through all those people and um, uh, kind of thank them, I guess, for, for joining us on this journey back into 
uh, 40k for for me, you, and Neil. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought for this month we'd share our list because again, I, I think I described this in the pack as well as the little video that I put out on the safe room, um, saying that our deadline is recording of the episode, so we can talk about what we've been doing. Um, and for this month, August, the the challenge was to submit your list. So me and Sam are going to go through our list, and I am going to share Neil's list as yeah. well. Have you got it? Yeah, yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. Cool. He sent it in because everyone had to submit their lists over the month, and I've been making a document with them okay. all in. Well, you go, you do your wolves list first, then, and then I'll do mine, and then you can do Neil's, and it's it's like an even spread of people of us talking, like rather than just me. that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That does make a lot of sense. It does mean we have to wait now for you to load up your list. Yeah, well, that's all right. This is a brief interlude. Only the forty k Ragnar Blackmane. So, um, I'm doing the Space Wolves, which I, I think I shared previously anyway, but um, I this is my final list. Oh, sorry. Before we move on, um, I really like your T-shirt. Oh, thank you. It's nice. It's good. Good little Captain Carter. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking it was a Christmas gift. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, carry on. Um, so, I have Ragnar Blackmane as my warlord. Cool. Um, and the only other character I have is Lucas the Trickster. Yep. Um, always loved the model, had him, never painted him, so he, he made it in. Um, then in my battle line, I've got 10 Assault Intercessors mm-hmm. and 10 Blood Claws. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for other detachments, which I feel so weird, to, there's no heavy support, fast attack, it's so strange, in my brain can't quite cope yet. Um, I have a Desolation Squad, yep. which are the new Marines with the crazy missile launcher, grenade launcher weapons. Weird things, yep. yep, um, yep. That you currently can't get a hold of. They don't actually exist in box form yet. Oh. Well, yeah, they, they, were, they were in a big box. I don't know if it was the launch of 10th or... So what are you going to do then? Well, they'll be out by the time the challenge finishes. Hopefully. I only need to be done by April next year. It's fine. <laughs> if I have to convert some, I will. But And yeah. I'll have fun doing that. So that's fine. But uh, yeah, so I've got Desolation Squad, five man. Uh, I've got five infiltrators yep. as well. It's kind of sneaky, sneaky. Very nice. Well, um, then I've got a five man Longfang Squad. Yep. And five man Wolven unit. Cool. Which although are suffering this edition at the moment. Wolven uh, have really fallen off, apparently. But I love the models. I've got the classic metal ones from the uh, Eye of Terror campaign from years ago, and I just absolutely love them, and I'm looking forward to repainting those. I've got a couple that are finished and a couple that I uh, have in like mid-stage from my old scheme, so I'm looking forward to repainting them. Um, The idea of the list is kind of, it's got that mix of original marines, if you can call them that, like the long fangs, the blood claws, as well as the Primaris um, kind of move over. Yeah. So it's kind of a, a passing of the torch, shall we say. The old meets the new. Um, yeah, so it, it was slightly different, but they upped the points of the Desolation Squad because right. they had realized they were that good. <laughs> Shock, a new unit comes out and they are really good. Um, and so I had to drop a Wolfguard battle leader who was originally in my list yep. um, to fit in the uh, up-pointed uh, up Desolation Squad. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm quite happy. That's 990 points. Nice. So I've got 10 points. I don't actually know. Because I've got named characters, I can't add any enhancements. So that 10 points is pretty much going to go to uh, waste, I believe. But yeah. I can live with that. That's fine. 
990 is not that bad. I know there's some people who've got like 940 points or 950 points. So I'm pretty close. <laughs> what about you? So I, um, I'm doing Leagues of OTAN. It was a, it wasn't a hard decision. It was just originally I went in thinking I was going to do Feral Orcs, um, <laughs> and then I decided against it mainly because, um, mainly because I I priced it up and Votan it came out the same money, so it wasn't even like a financial thing. I just I feel like. I'm more invested in Votan and the style of game the Votan play. I watched a couple of back reports for him. Um, so I'm more invested in that than I am for Feral Orcs. I think yeah. the, the, the Feral Orcs would be a really fun list to play. They would definitely have some weaknesses. Oh, yeah. Um, and it, I, I think eventually I, I, I could possibly do the list and then just not like it. Yeah, I, I think bored. that was a, a, a real danger, I think. And yeah. and I think starting a edition, when we talked about this, because, I mean, we, we've been joking about the fact that as soon as you mentioned Votan, I was like, that's what he'll do. Yeah. But, when you know, when we've talked about it off recording, I was going to say stream, but we don't stream this. God, no. God, no. Um, um, it just became more and more aware that actually, yeah, the Feral Orcs was a great hobby idea. Yeah. yeah. But in terms of gaming, I think you would have lost interest way quicker. Yeah. And then that doesn't help with a new edition that you're no. going to try and get into. Um, and the longevity, it just ends up in a box or something, you know? Yeah, they will. They they would. So I end up doing Lisa Votan. Um, I think, well, it's a way smaller model count. Um, and the way that I'm doing them with, with contrast has definitely helped with, I'll be able to play them painted like really, really quickly, basically. Um, so I put together a list. Um, I spoke with James a little bit. Um, I because James has leagues of OTAN, he's doing the same thing. Um, so I spoke to him. He's played them to kind of get his thoughts on what what, what kind of works, what doesn't work, what units suffer, what ones kind of uh, are, are um, excel. Um, I watched a couple of battle reports as well to kind of do a bit of research there. The the narrative for my my force are they are a wandering. I guess tribe isn't the right word. Um, a wandering clan, um, basically in search of um, lost motorized tech. Nice. So they're basically like a hunting party to to find tech, yeah. effectively to to uh, melt down, recycle, and and turn into more war gear for them and their the rest of their clan and and, and to sell and make more money. Um, so I've taken a brook uh, brook here iron master. Um, which is like a tech priest, effectively. Cool. Um, so he comes with um, a, an iron kin assistant and then three ecogs, which all have different things. So like a plasma torch, a uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. arm, um, a, a, a bolt pistols and close, com, close combat weapons. So they they kind of support him. He's not a strong HQ. Like there are definitely stronger ones. Yeah. Um, but as a leader of the faction, like as in a, a what will be the leader of the faction, um, I thought he would be a... Uh, a good addition to have him or yeah. not leader sorry as as like a a driving force of the faction yeah he's like this is what our goal is and this is what i'm interested yeah. in i'm not bothered about crunching skulls i no. want to get the tech no you protect me while i get the tech <laughs> exactly exactly so what who is protecting him is an india champion so he is the warlord cool. he's basically like the hired gun to go with him yeah. to go with the iron master to, to find the stuff um and to keep him alive basically yeah model a little uh, earpiece and sunglasses <laughs> like presidential bodyguard <laughs> so i've got the champion um the champion is um there's not actually that many kind of like things you can give him 
really. Like there's 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 enhancements and and and, and some more gear, but it, it's it's not life changing. They've done that this edition particularly. I think with a lot of them have just gone. This is what they come with. You can yeah. enhance them to have a better save or a better weapon or. Yeah. But other than that that's the character so so what i've done is i've given him so you basically get to choose between a four up in one save or a teleportation crest oh. so i've chosen the teleportation are they crest. the enhancements so yeah yeah so that's the yeah that's the enhancement oh it's gonna <laughs> happen, then. Uh, let's get rid of that so that's the enhancements that you can have so i've chosen to have the teleport crest over the in one save because of who he will go with in the future um so that's yeah, I, I I like how he's, nah, that's cool. uh, how he's. And you were always going to go teleport. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. You need to you need to go and punch yeah. some people. Um, so I've got a Hearthkin warriors. Um, they come with a thane who is their sergeant. Um, I've gone with basically kind of bog standard. So bolt pistol, bolt bolters, close combat weapons. Um, hence why all of them are modelled with either a bolt gun, a bolt pistol with a, a close combat weapon or if they don't have their, their close combat weapon out they have one on them on their yeah, model yeah that's cool so like the guy there has got a spade oh awesome yeah so he weapon. just pulls out the, the spade his and spade. bashes people that's yeah, cool absolutely and then the, uh, the other one's got like a pickaxe one's got like a, a that's small axe so, so they've all got close combat weapons on them yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just to kind of keep them interesting what I have also done is because it's free you can give them a comms array a med pack and a spectral spectral scanner wow that's hard words <laughs> spectral scanner um so the um oh where's it gone the comms array gives you um every time the unit every time you target sorry each time you target the bearer's unit with a stratagem you roll on a d6 on a five up you gain one command point back okay so it helps to give them yeah, basically yeah, yeah. recycle it um the med pack gives them all feel no pain six plus Ooh. so again it's just survivability they, they're not great at survivability so i thought med pack yeah, makes yeah, sense yeah. for that um and then finally the spectral scanner gives the um the range weapons in the unit uh ignores cover because they know they're there um and they've got a do they have all have a wheat um a, a crest or is it just the sergeant i think it's the sergeant just has the crest in momentum before uh, yeah the sergeant has a, an in run save so mm. he'll he'll it's only like a five up so he'll just take all the, the, the hits on a chin so yeah. with hefkin warriors you can there's they've got a rule where you can divide the unit in half and then put them in separate sagittars and they function as separate units oh, Do you know the okay. old so, combat, yeah, yeah. Squad's combat squad rule, rule yeah. yeah so you, they can do that that's cool so what i've done is each of the so the hefkin warriors will split in half yep I need to figure out how I'm going to divide the special stuff depending yeah, on, on what they are. Um, but each of them will go into a Sagittar and the Sagittars are like the little, the little buggies, not yes. the big land fortress. The Sagittars, are, I, upon feedback from other people, I've slightly changed um, the the loadout of, of the Sagittar. Um, I've gone with the L7 missile launcher and the Sagittar missile launcher. Yeah, a lot of people have been saying good things about the missiles. Yeah, so they, they are they are pretty good so the l7 missile launcher is a blast or focused fire 24 inches d6 on the blast um four plus bs four plus strength zero ap and one damage or the focused is um one attack four plus bs no strength nine minus two ap and d6 damage so kind of really i like it and then the missile launcher that you can take as well um is a 36 inch range two attacks four plus bs 
12 strength minus three AP and three damage. So kind of like a nice, if I need to get those low high number of damages, then go with the, the, the focused fire. If I need to kind of do high strength to crack something with yeah. no damage, then I've got that. Having two there. profiles has always been a nice well, um, three, thing. Hasn't three technically. It? Three technically, yeah. 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 Um, so I've gone with that. Um, I've actually got three Sagittars. So the, the Hithkin Warriors will split and go into two. And the third Sagittar will have um, the um, Iron Master in it. Ah, so that'll okay, be his cool. transport. Um, they're all built, all my Sagittars. Where's the, the champion go? Champion oh, he's is going to go with the, with the Hearth Guard. Yeah, 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 of course. Yeah, um, yeah. So the, do they teleport with him because he's got the enhancement or do they have teleporters themselves? That they, may be a problem for you. Two seconds. Let's just double check because <laughs> that might be a problem. Because if the enhancement doesn't okay. stretch into the squad, then uh, you may not be able to. It might do. Teleport crest. While the bearer is leading a unit, models in that unit have the deep strike ability. Ah, nice. There you go. So he will be in a unit with the, um, which the next one to talk about is the hearth guard. So the hearth guard are the, um, like, the heavily armored guys. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The kind of like, hey, I'm kind of like a Terminator. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. So my hearth guard, what I've done is um, they are built with um, concussion hammers. Um, on the sergeant um, with grenade launchers they also have their own teleport crest so they could teleport themselves oh, anyway. okay. um, if I don't want to teleport him with him or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. for whatever tactics. reason yeah, yeah. Um, the normal guys oh they also have a Vulcanite Vulcanite yeah. um, disintegrator the normal Ooh. guys have concussion gauntlets grenade launchers and also have Vulcanite disin disintegrators so the Vulcanite disintegrators oh, man words are hard um are probably the coolest weapons um so they are um 18 inch range so all of my weapons are like super close yeah, yeah um three three attacks three plus ps strength five um uh one damage so a squad of five of them having them there's 15 yeah it's 15 nice shots nice into, amount of shots yeah and then if i if they go with a grenade launcher it's d6 attacks three plus Oh. Four, um, four strength and then one damage so kind of cool and then the concussion gauntlet their close combat weapons is two attacks strength nine minus two AP and two damage so kind Ooh. of a hard hitting gauntlet yeah yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah that, that's them they're going to go with the the the, the, the champion as yeah. his kind of bodyguard pick stuff out yeah and basically just go you're the biggest threat eliminate it yeah so we can get the tech yeah absolutely <laughs> and then the final thing is I'm going to I'm taking some um, hurricane pioneers the dudes on the bikes. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, mainly because I love I love the models. I know it's quite controversial because... I hate them. Yeah, Matt doesn't like I them. I honestly and, hate them. But I really like the models and I really like the idea of like the scouts and then going yeah. ahead of the, the I'd, faction. Joe, I'd be so tempted. I don't even think it exists. Oh, well, you could probably do it 3D printing. But imagine um, Star Wars speeders. Yeah. You know, like the cool. scout speeders yeah. and then just put dwarves on them. <laughs> oh, now, now we're talking. Whereas yeah. those bikes, they're, they're too like... I've got a Harley, but it hovers. Like yeah. I just, I yeah, I get what you're saying. I'm not a massive fan of them, but I, I mean, saying. I don't. The, the thing is, whenever you criticise, particularly newer Games Workshop models, like you're not criticising the quality or the detail because they're all really, really good. Yeah, it's just about the the taste. It's like the new Wolven models. New Wolven models are phenomenal in all things except i hate their kind of dragon ball z poses yeah they look like they're part of the ginyu force <laughs> like oh, yeah hoo -hoo, like a weird acrobatic kind of they just look a bit silly to me so i don't like them i prefer the older ones yeah um it's just taste 
<laughs> so the um, I've got three a squad of three. They come with a bolt revolver, a bolt shotgun, a magnum coil auto cannon, and plasma knives. Um, for plasma them. knives. Plasma mm. knives. Yeah, yeah. They don't have many kind of like. You're gonna do them like slightly glowing red or something. Oh. Well, I'm guessing they're probably not armed with them because they're driving the bike at the time. So they're not in their hands activated. Well, some of them have them. Some of them don't have oh, them in their okay. hands. So they are they are multi multi faceted in that way. You do one what slightly glowing red like it's about to chop through something. What I have just realised is um, obviously you can give them all the upgrades. Yeah. So I'm going to add in the comms relay, pan spectral scanner and the searchlights. Yeah, it doesn't cost anything. Why would you not? Why would I not? Although, mm, 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 okay. It would just be, you read the equipment and if it means you can't do something because yeah, you so get the this, only thing is, So where there's three in the squad, they can each have their own thing, which is yeah. cool. But it means that they can't be equipped with a um, ion beam or a high loss cannon, which is like a heavy weapon that they can have. And yeah. I haven't actually selected them to be equipped by that yet. So maybe I will look. So the yeah. you can we can make a decision now. The high loss rotary cannon, 24 inches, Six attacks, BS four plus strength six minus one D one, or the iron nice. beam um, is eighteen inches. Oh, very close. Um, three attacks, BS four plus strength seven minus two one. Mm, the highest rotary cannon is way better. Oh, I don't know. The, I'd say the rotary cannon's better if you've got five of them, but um, the Ion beam. Minus two to the AP. AP. So it's minus two to the save. So Marines then making the save on five rather than three. Yeah, but it's three. Rather attacks. than minus one, but then potentially you've got six, so you're doubling the amount of attacks. Yeah. But you're only minus one. So you're probably it's probably very similar. Yeah. What's the strength of the rotary? Six. Uh, Whereas the other one had seven. So yeah, the the rotary is strength six. Um, and the iron beam is It depends seven. on what you want them to be, right? If you want the, the rotary is great for thinning numbers, probably better. It's longer range. So if they're kind of nipping around the battlefield trying to stay out of things, but just still causing some damage, yeah. pretty good. The um, Does this replace the autocannon? Or? This is... Um, or is an extra thing. So you've got an autocannon as well. Yeah, yeah. It's... it's, it's no, uh, so they've all they've got their revolvers, bolt, sh bolt yeah, yeah. shotguns, magnet auto cannons, and a plasma knife. This is on top of. Oh, okay, cool. So yeah, that's what I'm just thinking. So it, there's, um, it makes sense to take one because it's it's you just get one of the following weapons yeah. and you add one to the wound characteristic, so they become tougher as well. Ah, so, nice. So it makes sense to take. Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, I'd I'd say I either want rotaries for thinning out numbers. Of like other battle line units like Orc Boys or Space yeah. Marines. Because these things, the, the, um, the, the unit, from what I've seen and how they've been used, they're not strong enough to take on heavy units. Well, they're basically just... The minus two strength seven could be good for like Tyranid Monsters or whereas strength six, although you've got lots of more shots, if they're toughness seven monsters, you're going to be struggling to... Oh, I, I, do you know what? I haven't played the edition, so I can't really no. say. The I only rotary thing is, cannons feel like a better option for a harassing middle of the road unit rather than they have a specific job. Um, so the only thing is, both of them have what's called sustained hits. Mm. Um, the rotary is sustained hits one. The iron beam is sustained hits D three. Have you looked at sustained hits? No, before? no, no. So sustained hits are. Um, each time an attack is made with such a weapon, 
and a critical hit is rolled, the attack scores a number of additional hits on the target oh, okay. that's denoted by the X. So, so crits are normally sixes, right? Or yeah. are they a specific number? I don't know. Uh, I'm so blind into tenth. Honestly, I've not even looked at movement characteristics. Well, let, or let's any, say anything. let's say it's on a six. So every time it's a six, I'd get D three additional ones with the iron beam. Maybe I'll do the iron beam. Yeah, well, I think the Iron Beam would be good good for all that vehicle, that monster, yeah, that yeah, yeah. elite unit. Go monster hunting. Yeah. But if you want them to be a, a thinning out numbers, mm. so your troops are a little bit less threatened, yeah. the uh, rotary cannons are better. In Off-the-cuff reaction. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that would be my thought. Balance it depends wise, on what you need. Balance wise, the champion going with those guys would go after the heavy, heavy hitters. But that's combat. Combat. The Sagittars can can launch and thin the ranks with missile launchers. So they've got that kind of. Covered. And your troops are obviously bolters. They're standard. Thing men. is, though, they need to stay hidden for as long as possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although some of the missions, I think you score as per turn right okay so they might have to get out score get back in <laughs> yeah, right. get out stand behind the vehicle yeah, yeah, yeah i suppose so yeah <laughs> um um oh what's better then so I, I think you could easily go with either i think almost if you magnetize them you can just go oh i'm facing tyranids i'm worried yeah. about monsters put right, them well, on. Let's, let's put on the iron beam because that sounds funner yeah i mean they don't cost anything, right? So it really doesn't matter. Which, so this is what's throwing me off about this. <laughs> about this, it's edition. power level, but points. Yeah, it's like where things don't cost anything. I feel like I just don't add things on. Yeah, yeah. And then I'm like, oh yeah, I can't really afford anything extra. Yeah. And I add it. I'm like, oh, it doesn't add any points. This yeah, is all yeah, just normal yeah. stuff. So why not have all of the Gucci stuff? Yeah, yeah. yeah which is what a lot of people used to do with power level, right? Like if you can give them Thunder Hammer term, uh, you know, have Thunder Hammer Storm Shield Terminators. And you're not having to pay the fifty points. Yeah, yeah. Then of course you would, which is what a lot of people had problems with. Um, what's it called with power level to start with? Like I certainly did because you just went, well, why wouldn't you just take the most expensive stuff? Yeah, all the time, all the time. Um, yeah, and technically that hasn't changed, except the options have changed and become less. I would say. Um, there's not been as much. Um, like this unit can take this and this unit can take this and this unit can take that. It's like, these are the guys. <laughs> so like my assault intercessors, they have bolt pistol chainsaws. Yeah. That's, that's it. There's no like, Oh, you can give them a flag or you can give them this or, you know what I mean? The, the unit upgrades, shall we call them? Uh, don't exist as frequently. Yeah. Um, so you just, yeah, for a lot of units, you don't have them, I guess, because they're the bikes you've got, more more options than your warriors yeah. which are just bog standard battle line dudes which is fun it's right. nice to have that customizability and like I say you magnetize them and then you can cater you can go okay I'm playing a horde army I'm going to take the rotary cannons you know yeah um, or you know you're playing a high elite heavy armored army like a full terminator list or I don't know Necrons, maybe you might want the ion cannons because they pack a bit more punch. And, and and the best thing about, well, I say the best thing. The thing I the the leagues of OTAN kits have all of the cool stuff in it. So like the the comms relay is just like extra antennas on, yeah, on either yeah. side, and the the bombardment or the the the, the ignores cover. He's got like a little 
little arm thing. Yeah, it's well, cool to add customization like that to to make. It's them. nice that they're now starting to. I say starting has probably been going on for a while, but like I remember when you used to buy Tactical Squad, and it'd be like, yeah, they can have a banner. Where's the banner? Yeah, yeah. Or they can have this upgrade for the sergeant. Where's the flamer pistol? Yeah. Or like it feels like now anything you can give them is in that box. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's so much nicer. The only criticism I'd have after building this new kit is that they don't explain what things look like. <laughs> okay. So like they were like, um, oh the the bolters. I was like, oh cool. Okay, these look like a bolters. No, that's a revolver. Ah. I was like, oh. Okay. Uh, well, this one looks like a bolter. No, that's a plasma. Like, mm. how's it a plasma? Like, it looks just like. Yeah. Well, it. to be honest, I would say the the pistols these guys have got look more like uh, grav pistols to me. Yeah. Because the the design on the side looks like the Space Marine grav. Yeah, yeah. It's not like a little bit because they can't have grav pistols. And that one looks different to that one. Yes. The pistols are different. I know. That one looks more like a Volkite pistol. Yeah, it does. Yeah, but I suppose you're looking through the lens of a Space Marine, right? Yeah, and, and which is our, our problem rather than GW's. <laughs> yeah, and, and I think as as well. Yeah, it's mental. It it has it did throw me a little bit. It's like all it would need is one page in the in their rule book to go. Oh yeah, this These is what are all this the is. Yeah. This is what it looks like. Um, but yeah. So anyway, uh, Neil's list. Let's Neil's do that because we're yeah. running so, late. So. That's right. Um, so he's doing Necrons, cool. which I think he said before. Um, he has an Overlord with Resurrection Orb and a Staff of Light. I have no idea what any of this stuff is, so Ugh. we're just going to read it out. Um, and a, I believe this is the Enhancement, a Hyper Material Ablator. Sounds like armor. Sounds like armor. Sounds like a, a plus armor. armor. Something. Yeah, it also sounds armor. like a nil thing. Yeah, it does. It does. Give it more of a save. Yeah, because I'm going to roll badly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, if I can get a two up, then that's fine. I can only. And then once. his his only other character is a uh, chronomancer. Okay. I say that just in the top bit, which is normally where characters are. That's there. He may have one later on. <laughs> um, and then he's got Necron warriors. He's got uh, two ten man. Um, squads of necron warriors he's got five immortals um and he's got five death marks which are like the sniper dudes i like those always always like those i think he he put them in solely because he likes those models that's cool i also think because he's been doing the imperium magazine yep i think these are a lot of the things that obviously came in imperium yep so he didn't have to spend too much more money um might have had to for one or two of the things i, I don't know yep uh, but he's got five uh, lich guard with the swords and shields Okay. Um, used to be really scary. I don't know if the shields do the same thing they used to do. I don't know. Um, he's got two crypto thralls, um, uh, three scorepec destroyers, um, and then in vehicles he has. Uh, oh, maybe that's a keyword. I'm not sure. So I'm reading his list out of his uh, Discord. <laughs> um, uh, a canotept reanimator, which I believe is like the War of the Worlds. Big things. Walker thingy. Walker thing. Um, and then he has a, a Luckhurst or Lockhurst heavy destroyer, which are like the four-legged big sword dude. Yeah. Kind of like in my head, it's their version of a Dreadnought, but maybe I'm kind of wrong on that. Um, and lastly, six Scarab Swarms. So it's quite a few bodies. Yep. Looking at it. You know, he's got the, the 20 uh, warriors backed up with then what another 15 with the immortals death marks and lich guard 
he's got some some bigger units which I think look great on terms of tabletop, like having that differential size. Yeah. Like you get it with the Sagittars. Um, my list is very plain in terms of like there's no Dreadnought or vehicle or anything, but that's kind of my kind of list. Is it? Hang on, but then why did you paint your Dreadnought? Tester model. It's not in the list. It's not in the list. No. <laughs> No, so it's an, a legit tester model. I just chose a very expensive tester model to be my tester model. Um, so yeah, I have plans for that dreadnought. Anyway, it may it may it may appear in a later list. Yeah, you know, Good. over the thousand points. Um, but yeah. So anyway, that's Neil's Necron list. So I'm looking forward to it. Um, in terms of, I'm not going to go through people's lists because they're currently messing me about and changing them. Paul's buddy, sure. I mean, um, is, that, is that not expected? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm waiting for four more changes. I honestly haven't updated the pro- document because he's already messaged me with a slight change. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm just going to wait till the 31st. Um, but we have me with Space Wolves and then we have one, two, three, four Leagues of Otan. A um, couple of Necrons in there. Um, four leagues of Votan. Yeah, the leagues. It's fine when we all go to when we all go to Warhammer World. We'll have a league off. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and then we have one, two. Is it two regular space? No, three regular space marines. Um, we have a dark elder, a sister of battle, um, some demons, some tyranids, and some god. So a real plethora of options. No tau. Which you know is to be expected. Down with the tower. I mean, yeah, fuck them. Um, no regular elder, just dark elder at the moment. Um, but we'll see. We're, we're we've still got uh, another ten plus days of people being able to submit their lists. Um, if for some bizarre reason you're listening to this and missed the thirty first of August, depending on how groveling your message is to me, I may let you squeeze in. Um, or more you the merrier. Say, I want to take part. Please let me. <laughs> and, and we, we won't will, care we will, and go. We'll, yeah, we'll sure. You. There's a deadline, but it's the first deadline. Yeah. I think the the hobby ones. You know, this is just so we know what you're going to be hobbying on for the first month, the August. Um, when when's the next deadline after this? October. October. So yeah, so not oh, nothing next just, month. That's just a line, and actually, that's a very good point. So, um, someone asked the question about the fact what happens if I don't want to have any line you have to have a battle line because it's not a requirement yes it is in this though in this event okay so the idea of this event event challenge is the right word um, is that this is a entry into 40k yeah so you have to have a character you have to have a battle line they're the only unique units other than other yeah so Which one each so of those strange. they've just done yeah is is odd i can't get my head around it really but um so you have to have one of each and then you can fill out with what you want it's a thousand points as soon as the challenge is over you can put that battle line unit aside and chuck in whatever the hell you want yeah but because it's a unique distinction in the 40k rule book yeah i wanted to make sure that everyone had to at least one of the battle lines okay um so that's why it's in there um, so yes, it is. Um, hopefully, it doesn't mess too many people up um, or is, though, upset the, the, too many people. The Her- the Hearthkin, I like. I think they're the only ones as well, right? Yeah, there's no option. But then, to be honest, it really worked well. Um, I was reading through the rules, and then I found that you can split the squad up and put them in. Sagittal. Yeah, that's really cool. Because I was like, otherwise, they're just going to be stood on the on the field. Yeah, well, they're... I don't know how scoring works. I don't know if battle like I, in some ways, I think battle line is like the scoring unit, but then. 
you'd have more options. So you must be able to score with anything. But battle line maybe helps with that. I don't. I don't know the point of battle. So line. they have um, OC now, so objective controls. That is that battle line have that? No, or? no. Everyone, everyone oh, has everyone. A, a objective control. Um, and from my understanding, it basically the one with the higher number has more control. Okay, so like yeah, makes my hearth guard have have one, whereas my hearth kin to the warriors have two. Ah, so battle line maybe gives you an additional objective control. The champion has one. Yeah, so I think it's that. It probably um, is. Does my Sagittar have it? Does Sagittar have it? Sagittars have three. Oh, well they're big, I suppose. I'm gonna park vehicles on objectives. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> also means you guys haven't got it out. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I'm sure or, we're, or we're well, completely getting everything wrong and we'll find out when we play our first game. But this is the thing, right? <laughs> At the moment, it's just building lists. It's just yeah, building yeah. lists, it's painting it, and then eventually we'll have to play our first game. I think that's the thing as well. Like, you know, ultimately we could play our first game and I could go, my space walls aren't very good. I've not chosen great units. Mm. Well, if I enjoy the addition, I'm going to add more units. So yep. it doesn't matter. This is a hobby challenge and a, hey, let's just learn the rules. There's some defi- definitely some other cool like leagues of OTAN units that mm. I'd like to add in. Like, I, I'm not really too... I love the guys who look like they're in like um, walker frames with the heavy guns. Yeah. They're, they're my favourite. They nearly got added in. Oh, they're um, so cool. They, 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 that was really hard not to. Yeah. It just didn't work points-wise. I just couldn't make it work. I wanted... And you, you like beat face. You want, you want the guys with swords and, or oh, well, concussion gauntlets and yeah. you want something that bashes faces in because it's you. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Your lists have always been that way. Yeah. Until like, the I, Alpha Legion. I also like the Berserkers. They were quite cool. The guys that were like no armor, like yeah, yeah, yeah. like wife beat like troll slayers <laughs> and like big swords. Big yeah, yeah, yeah. They're basically yeah, forty k troll slayers. <laughs> the Grimyar was sounded quite cool. He was like a wizard. He's the wizard guy. Oh uh, yeah, I like that model yeah. actually. He's a cool model. And he's got like two hovering units. Yeah, that yeah, go yeah. With him. He was actually going to be leading the army to start uh, with, um, but it I just... think the tech guy fits your narrative a bit better. Bit better. Yeah, the Thunderkin are the ones with the the frames. And this is the 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 awesomeness of this challenge, right? Like you come to April, thousand points. I mean, by April, I guarantee half the people doing this challenge are going to have four thousand points. Your army is fully painted, and you know they're probably there were guys who made their lists and were sending them to me three months ago when we first announced it. Yeah. And they've tweaked them. Some of them, some have stuck to it. Loads of them have started hobbying. I would say probably half have already done their October challenge. Really? They've just got to take photos. Yeah. Um, and they're already done. So I imagine the the idea is this is a very slow, chill, meander through uh, 10th, mainly for the game part. So for some people, particularly us right now, like you've got a very new little one and I've got two less little ones, but they're still young. And so trying to organize games and game time is difficult. Yeah. So the fact that we have to play three games over nine months, that's actually more games than I've played in the last nine months. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's that that's one of the reasons for the spread out. Um, but yeah, I think a bunch of people are going to be playing two 3k games probably by april next year but uh hopefully well definitely i would have played at least three one at a thousand points um but i'm I'm genuinely like after painting that dreadnought and obviously this all being kind of real now because we're in the first entry month i'm really excited um uh, which is nice i haven't been excited about 40k for a long time so yeah i'm buzzed shall we say um, shall we take a break and come back for our oath of moment after yes. jabbering on for so long? <laughs> an, hour and, an hour and 20 minutes. Yeah, that's a good entry. Yeah. 
Do you want to paint some models? Come on, let's go and paint. They're always sitting on the shelf. They won't paint themselves. Do you want them to stay all grey? Hi, I'm Matt, and you may remember me from such things as pessimist or realist. You decide. Laziness, the hobby killer, and the burning of Hivani Prime. I'm here to tell you about the monthly hobby hangouts that we host online. These run usually the last Sunday of every month from 8pm UK time, where you will be greeted by one of the podcast hosts. Every month is a blast with lots of chatter around the hobby, as well as wider life in a friendly atmosphere. Some of us get a decent amount of hobby done, but by no means is that the must for these hangouts. We post updates and links to these events through our Facebook safe room and Discord channel, so jump on those to join in with other members of the Adeptus Terror community. We hope to see you there. Hello, and welcome back. This is the Oath of Moment. Um, and in full brutal honesty, I really struggled with Oath of Moment. Um, I was going to do basically a big um, monologue about why I hate Black Library. Um, <laughs> but then... Interesting. Talking to, we'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> talking with, with Matt, actually, this is probably a bit more fun. Um, so we're doing a tier list of painting factions. So um, we're going to go through different categories of love to paint, want to paint, average day at the hobby desk not really interested and stay on that shelf um and these are a tier list of what we would want to paint um faction wise and what we perhaps wouldn't want to paint faction wise um we're going to nominate a faction each we're going to talk about why we think that and then we are uh, going to go from there what i am going to do is i'm going to reverse it we're going to yeah, 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 yeah that was what i thought we might do so stay on the shelf um faction wise for stay on the shelf for me would be um we, okay, actually, this is a good point. Are we going across all of Games Workshop range? Um, 40k. 40k. For, 40k. Uh, yeah, I think let's go 40k rather than Heresy as well. So let's let's go with, you've got you know, some Xenos, some Chaos factions in there. You okay. can go as broad or, or specific as you want, I would say. Okay. Um, so if you really want to just go Chaos, but that is obviously a lot of things. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. stay on that shelf for me would probably be... I'm going to say Jukari. So Dark Elder. Oh, interesting. Given their actual name. Okay. Now, the reason I picked Dark Elder is I've done an Elder faction. I've done yeah. an Elder faction before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, uh, which was fine, which was relatively okay. I didn't, didn't hate it. Um, but Dark Elder have always been the faction that I have hurt myself the most on. <laughs> spiky. Yeah, super <laughs> spiky, super spindly. Like, you could very easily argue like Chaos Space Marines are equally as spiky, but at least they've got some like like what's the word at least they've got some thickness to them that they don't break every time you touch them yeah. whereas, whereas my clumsy hands dark elder gonzo like they break so easily um so trying to ham fist paint them would be the worst thing in the world that yeah. i think i would always just leave them on the shelf in games workshop and never ever also looking through the range there is not one model apart from maybe the flyers that <laughs> there is not one model that makes me want to go oh yeah i'd want to paint that yeah i'd love to do like that. like racks couldn't give a crap. I really like, is it Mandrakes? They're like pseudo demony Dark Elder dudes. They look kind of cool. Mandrakes. Just because they're different. I think they were Mandrakes. No. No. Maybe. Oh, the Talos, Kronos. No, 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 no. No, they're, they're like, they might have gone. Maybe. They might not exist anymore. So I just don't really like them. I, yeah. d I don't like them. The the I don't even really like the fluff to them. To be honest, I, I just they're awful. Absolutely yeah, fair awful. enough. Leave them on that shelf. Fair enough. Um, so for me, it's the Necrons. 
Yeah, okay. One. So, two reasons, really. One, I I think I would end up just painting them silver and doing a little bit of glow and going, yep, that'll do, um, rather than giving them a really cool paint scheme. Yeah. Because I've seen some really cool Necrons. It's not that that's impossible. No. Nope. But I, I know my own um, faults, shall we say, and I think I'd do really boring Necrons. Um, just because they'd be quick and good and easy to get a fairly decent effect. So that's that's one thing. Easy, I, just like uh, um, lead belcher, non-oil wash, dry brush lead belcher back on there. Yeah, you could probably really do some rune fang steel on that. A little easy rune fang steel yeah, highlight. Well, the thing is, lead belcher, rune fang steel, dip in oil wash. Yeah. Done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, um, I get what you're saying. I, that, and I would do that, even though you can do some really cool stuff with them. Yeah, glow um, effects and stuff, but why bother? Yeah, well, I, I would struggle, I think, to get to that point because yeah. I'd try and knock them out so they were painted on the tabletop and then I'd just never go back, um, which is one of my big problems. Also, similar to you and Dark Elder, I'm not that interested in majority of their range, particularly the Egyptian-style stuff that they yeah. let into heavily. Um, people seem shocked by that when I talked about this recently on, I think it was Discord, and I said about that, and people were like, really, what? And I was like, yeah, I'd, I preferred the kind of more Terminator-esque style, or I really loved the bug style, like the Scarab Swarms are one of my favorites, yeah. and the Forge World like centipede things, yep. Stalkers, I think they're called. Yep, yep, um, yep. They're really cool. I love the kind of War of the Worlds, kind of spindly spider, weird jellyfish type design thing that looks really cool like out of this world weird creepy Mm. i love that side of the necrons but the majority of them i feel like just don't give me any real desire to want to paint them yep i get that or build them and i think that's a big thing for me i think some of these ones although it's about painting factions if i'm not thinking i'm gonna have loads of fun building them they're gonna be much lower on this list than the ones that I would love to paint are the ones that actually I'd really like to like build. Yep. Um, but yeah, so the Necrons. Necrons, right. Not really interested. Uh, pretty easy one for me. Um, and that's uh, that, that, that's Tau. Tau. Okay. I, I really don't really give a crap about Tau. Fair enough. I look at them and think, uh, could I paint those? And then realize, no, no, I can't. Because <laughs> I don't want to. Because they're super boring. Like, so boring. Yeah. So, so boring. Interesting, yeah. I don't have that vibe uh, for me, but I, I definitely can see why. Again, there are another list similar to the Necrons that I think everything's kind of similar. Yeah. It's oh, ba- yeah. battlesuit, armor, or and the, and the, smaller the armor, armor, or the bigger armor. Just armor. looks like battlesuits just strung down. Like, yeah. they're not. Like, Tower Warriors are in armor. Yeah. And the yeah. only way I could justify it is if I did a whole crew armor. A whole crew army. <laughs> a whole crew army. That I could, if, <laughs> if someone was like, you need to paint Tau... I'd, I'd do a whole crew army. <laughs> Fair enough. I nearly Fair did enough. a whole crew army. I know. It I, was close. It was close. You nearly did a kill team once. Just the cost. Oh, the cost yeah. is so expensive to do it. Yeah. Um, what about you? Um, so I'm, I'm kind of stuck between two. Right. Right. Um, and we'll see what one wins out just in conversation maybe. Yep. So my first one is Elder. There's okay. lots of different color choices because of the aspects. Yep. Um, but I've just never felt really drawn towards them hobby-wise. I've never felt like, oh, I'd love to do an Elder Army or yep. I'd love to do this or that. Like, yep. they've never really grabbed me. Like, I would rather do a Dark Elder <coughs> Army than a yep. Elder one. I think because I like the idea of 
pirate raiders and there's loads more conversion ideas yep. that I could do in that. Um, uh, but yeah, Eldar, I feel a bit middle of the road. Meh. So you could possibly bump them up to the average day. I'm not that excited, but I could just do it. Yep. Um, the other ones are Leagues of Otan. Okay. I think I'm more interested in the Leagues of Otan models because yep. they're different and new and I, the Land Fortress is super cool. Let's be real. Um, I will get one. I but I, one. I don't think I'm that interested in painting them. In my mind, it's similar to painting bog standard Space Marines. Yeah. I mean, seeing them, they look really cool. Like, I love the little trinkets, like the um, spade that you've added and the little, like, leather pouch and the kind of uh, carabiner clip hanging off the belt. Like, they've got a bit more character about them mm. than just your bog-standard tactical marine. But, yeah, I, I think I just... I'm not that interested in doing them. No. Um, I get that. So, yeah, I'm not really sure what I'm to put. I think I'm going to go Votan yep. for the simple reason that I think there's more options... Uh, for Elder, like I could go Exodite World Elder yeah. and use um, some of the dinosaurs from the Lizardmen AOS and do some instead of tanks. Yep. And you could do some amazing conversion stuff, and I'd be much more interested in that and then painting that than the at the moment kind of bog standard Votan mm -hmm. for me. Sure, um, but yeah, um, average day at the hobby desk so kind of like run of the mill middle of the ground that kind of thing yeah um, I would go with Asher Minotaurum oh. um, and Krieg specifically you're in, in the guard son yes uh, because I could paint guard tanks I could paint tanks forever they're just yeah. so easy to do and to get a really good effect I think they're really easy to do um, well um, so they're pretty fun to do not something which like I've got the remnants of a Krieg army that I could do but just never really got round to it mm. Um but I'd happily, if someone was like, can you paint me a Krieg army? Here's all the stuff. I'd happily do it. Like, I'd happily okay. paint it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you'd, ha you'd have fun, but it's not necessarily that, oh, I'd just love to do that. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah. I think 100%. what we may find is our love to paints are actually armies that we've never done and maybe always wanted to do. It'll be mm. interesting to see what they end up being. Um, but yeah, for me, I'm actually, um, I was clicking on through, and I think demons really yeah I, I think it's really hard to do demons well um yeah I, I i think you're right i think the reason they fall in the middle for me is i would have fun doing them yeah i could put my own spin on them yeah i really like all the models mm -hmm. but i'm not like i want to do a demon force yeah i'd love to paint that you know like i could imagine particularly so i'm probably slanting more nurgle that tends to be where I end up when I think about chaos anyway. Yep. So like, you know, a great unclean one, I'd have a great time painting, I think, like all the kind of uh, ooze effects you can do and the like skin, bruised skin, uh, rather than like the greeny kind of look. Uh, and I, I've done that for like Night Lord flesh that they've kind of battered and then put on their armor before. And so I think I could, if someone went, oh, here's a Nurgle demon army, can you paint it for me? I'd be like, yeah, sure. Yeah. I feel quite confident in my ability to do it. Yep. To a, you know, to my level, don't get me wrong, I'm not, not going to paint you a golden demon <laughs> winning Nurgle force, but mm. it would look pretty good. Um, and yeah, I think I'd have fun doing it. So it's kind of a, yeah, I think it doesn't quite get into want to paint because I don't really want a demon's force. No. But, so I think that's the only thing that knocks it down. Yep. I think it's a bit different. I could easily go ultramarines. 
or any kind of space marine chapter because I think the average middle of the road is space marines for me but I'm going to pick a kind of outside the box answer and say demons nice want to paint um, I want to paint a uh, Sisters of Battle army okay or or technically Adeptus Sororitas but yeah. we'll I've, put I've, Sisters of Battle I've had Sisters of Battle on my mind and not for a smutty reason <laughs> um, with the impending doom of demons that are coming in 30k I've been looking at them more and more you mean the Sisters of Silence Sisters of Silence sorry yeah with the impending doom of um, demons coming in, in 30k I've been thinking about them more and more because and I get that they are different, but they're the same. Um, and I really have started to get on board with the aesthetic. Yeah. And, and I think like you could a thousand do points. A thousand points. Like it, the next one, the love to paint one is very similar to these. Um, in small numbers, I think they'd be great as whole armies. I would get really bored really yeah. quickly. Like I could do a 3000 yeah, point yeah. army of them, but I think the aesthetic of Adeptus Sororitas, Sisters of Silence, Sisters of Nuns of whatever, like that whole kind of nuns with guns, mm. Definitely, I like the idea of... I think it would be really cool. Um, but yeah. Cool. Well, for me, I'm going to go for the Custodes. Again, another faction which would be awesome to paint and have a small, lower-pointed thing. Yeah. Like, I know people people tend to just paint them really boring and just go gold and just spray them gold, do them in crimson, caramel, mm. red or whatever yeah, um, yeah, yeah. as a wash to kind of null that gold, that gold down. But actually, I think... As a, you could do some really. There's awesome some really painting. cool white ones and black ones. They have obviously proper names, but I've seen their uh, color plates. A, a black art, a black custodes army would yeah, be really I think good. Black with like a brass. Yeah. That's maybe started to go a bit verdigris. So you got that yeah. green in there as well. I think could look really cool. I think for me, it's uh, all metallic armor, which I tend to shy away from. Um, it's also a bunch of like power weapons. So I can have a load of fun with like glowy effects. Yeah. I've got the standard guys. You've got Terminators. You've got um, flyers, yeah. tanks, hover tanks, which are really unique as well. Yeah. Um, you've got loads of opportunities to do maybe like marble bases. Like a lot of the things I don't do a lot of. Doing a Siege of... Okay, well, now we're talking about 30k. 40k rather than 30k. Doing a Siege of Terror like collection force would be yeah. quite good. Doing a... Yeah, I mean, I've been playing around with the idea of doing a Custodes Little Force for my Ultramarines because I've been playing around with, and again, this is 30k, so I won't get sidetracked too long, but I've been playing around with stepping away from the tank company and using a bunch of the tanks, but in a regular list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Maybe because I've got Marines as well and maybe doing like a 2k with some Custodes or two and a half thousand with some custodes, something like that. Because mm. the gold would really go well with the shiny blue. Mm. Um, and I think I could have some real fun with that. Be nice. Um, so maybe that's kind of moved them up into this list. But I think I just don't, I don't tend to do shiny. No. I don't tend to do like really clean. No. And I think I'd, I, both of those things um, would be really fun to do because it's different. And that excites me a bit nice um so yeah and i've always wanted one of the custody contempt dreads like the spear or the sword and shield they're just so different yep while being the same like yep. yeah yeah they 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 would be my want to paint okay so my love to paint is uh actually um agents of the imperium oh okay what's agents of the imperium so agents of the imperium is the collective name for all of like the Assassinorums, all oh, of the Inquisitors. The Inquisitors. All of, the- <laughs> of course it is. 
all of the inquisitors um all of like the random stuff and and, and looking through the list of them i've actually painted quite a lot of them already yeah <laughs> like or I've, I've painted most of the assassins inquisitor cortez i've got the Elysian star striders that i painted yes. up the the couple of characters for that like I've seen the Navy breaches are back on the list and the extraction, the extraction squad, which love them. Yeah. Like I really, really like, and again, it's cause it's small, not a big faction. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like type thing. And yeah. if, I, if they brought out a actual playable faction, do they have a playable? Oh my God. Do they have a playable faction? I'm sure they do. Hang on. Oh no. <laughs> There's still time, Matt. There, There's is still, there time. is still time. 31st of August. Well, no, technically today is your deadline. So by the time we've ended this recording, you must have <laughs> submitted your list, sir. <laughs> Nothing's stopping you doing it alongside. There is an Imperial agents. <gasps> okay. So while we lose Sam, we'll finish his idea in a second. I'm going again left field. I've tried to go a little bit left field with, I think, what people would expect. Love to paint Imperial Knights. Okay. Giant things again. Don't normally paint. I, I love my knights. They were really good. Yeah, yeah, they were really fun to paint. I am really starting to lean into stuff like oil washes, streaking grime, rust effects, pigments, weathering. Like doing weathering properly, like watermarks, and like that's something I'm really wanting to lean into with the Death Guard and my Space Horse. Yep. Like a bit more of that grim dark kind of thing. Yep. I think the knights are a perfect canvas for that. Mm. Like, yeah, you can spray lead belcher, put a null oil wash, and then the main metal stuff's done. Mm. Or you can spend some time and make it really, really cool, uh, as well as the armor plates and the the shiny bits, if you will. Mm. Um, you've got loads of weapon options. You can do loads of different customizations. Um, you know, potentially chaos knights. Yep. Not, I'm kind of Imperial Knights slash Chaos Knights, just Knights in general. You've also got all the Forge World ones. Like I've always wanted an Acheron, and I think that'd be really fun to paint. Or like the Lancer with the shield and do like kind of an energy shield bubble thing with maybe some UV resin or like I think you could do some so many amazing things. Um, and I've never done it. So um, that, they are in my love to paint. If, if someone went, hey, here's you know, a bunch of money to just paint any faction. Like, you'll never play it, but you'll just have some really cool-looking models. Yeah, yeah, I think knights would what I'd go for. Again, low model count. And Everyone some of could the, look different. Some of the knights, like, looking at the Forgeworld ones, are yeah. amazing. Like, having a... Like, I would... I agree. I, like I, two I, or three knights. Oh. Part of me misses my knights. But yeah. the other part of me is like, no one enjoy playing them. You just got so much bitching about them <laughs> at that at that period of time. Yeah, yeah you'd yeah, probably yeah. be alright getting them out now. You've also got the armagers, so you can almost do you know like the warhounds would be walking around you know your reavers and stuff. You can have the armagers walking around your knights. So yeah. having like three three forge world knights and then like six armagers, it would just look so nice in a cabinet, let alone on a on a tabletop. Yeah, yeah. and I just I think I'd have a blast painting them rather than like. Maybe not building them as much, yeah. But um, painting them, I think, yeah, I'd have a l real good time. I like the idea of painting bigger models rather than like infantry men as well. Um, just yeah, and you get to play around more with like chipping medium and like I think maybe watching. I think it was tabletop time, um, a big YouTube channel that do hobby stuff. They built a custom like Titan board for an event in Australia. So good, it, it was really so cool. Good. Yeah, yeah, and they like 
smashed the hell out of Titans. It was crazy. But watching them do that and do all the different like streaking effects and making them look worn, I'd love to kind of do that with knights. Um, I think it would be really, really cool. So they, they, they get my love to paint for now. Um, yeah. I think what would be really cool is maybe when the episode comes out, if we post our answers as a community post yep. in the Discord and on the safe room, and uh, you guys can do your own tier list and tell us why. So you can give us a, a, one option for love to paint, want to paint, average day at the hobby desk, not really interested, and stay on the shelf. Yep. It'll be really interesting to see what people's answers are and why. Um yeah, maybe they'll come completely out of left field after a bit of reflection or they'll be the, the armies they already do. It'll be interesting to see. Um, ironically, none of my current armies appear. There's no Tyranids, no Orcs, no Space Wolves. Yeah, I did think that. Like, I'm, I, it was hard to... So I'm still striving for that perfect Blood Angel Red. Yeah. I've never, <laughs> ever been able to achieve in everything I've ever painted. Um yeah, I, I, that was that was going to be my want to paint because I really do want uh, to get okay, that perfect Blood Angel Red. So, I, like, the Tyranids can go in any of those five categories for me. Yeah. I've got such a weird relationship with my Tyranids. I, I do get it. Like, I, do. <laughs> I think some of their best, they're amazing. Like, some of the new models, like the Neuro Tyrant, I want to paint so bad. But then stay on the shelf can stay, like, the 20 Hormigants and <laughs> the 20 Gargoyles and, like, oh man <laughs> um so yeah it's uh, it's an interesting one but cool well i hope you enjoyed that oath a moment a little bit of chatting about our kind of hobby wants or or not wants shall we say um i look forward to reading your responses on our social media platforms um shall we have a break and come back with our oh read the siege yeah let's plan a uh, inquisitorial faction <laughs> Surrender 142T report the unreliable box communication due to warp interference. Rerouting to a secure method by order of the Adeptus Terra. You are now connected to the Adeptus Terra podcast Discord channel. Please deliver your box message now. Please relay communication through one of the many subject channels present on the Discord. Initiate engagement in Warhammer 40,000, the Horus Heresy, Hoppy Progress, the Coffee Guild, and many others available. You can find our Discord link at our community safe room or request an invite via email on the Adeptus Terra Podcast at gmail.com. Servitor 114 TNT Transmission. Welcome back. This is our Read the Siege. Uh, we're one member short, so maybe this will be a bit quicker. Who knows? Um, uh, as we took a break, it, it seemed uh, me and Sam have slightly different views on this book, so I'm looking forward to those discussions. Um, possibly not. I don't know. We'll, we'll see where we go. But first, the summary. So the Shattered Legion's crew of the... How do you say that word? Cephalin. Cephalin. Cicerim. Cephalin. Syphilis. Yeah, like that. Um, is broken at the end of their endurance. They find themselves divided, torn between following their resurrected captain on a suicidal mission or obeying orders to return to Terra and rejoin their Legion brothers. 
following a series of garbled messages intercepted by the Kryptos, the d- uh, divided warriors descend on the surface of Luna. Here, their bonds of loyalty and duty, as well as their devotion to one another, will be tested as ancient horrors from the earliest days of gene manipulation are unleashed. A long-buried secret will be revealed, a secret that will have a far-reaching consequences for the future course of the galaxy, no matter who will eventually claim terror. Mm. I don't actually think that's that good a description no, of what not, happens in the book, not at all. but it's uh, it's got vague ties to what happens in the book. Yep. Um, I mean, yeah, let's just go into how we feel about it. I mean, uh, looking at Neil's... Um, notes the only bit that I'm going to pull out because obviously he's not here to talk for himself is he talked about it being like a side quest short story yep and I think that's a great analogy for it yep um, I really really enjoyed the story mm-hmm. I think it was um, really fun it was something that that rounded off a load of characters that needed to be rounded off I think you could have just if you didn't go back to them I think people would be like, well, what are they doing? It didn't make sense because they ha- they appear throughout the heresy novels. Yeah. And and for many people, I get the impression that they're quite loved characters as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, I think I think um, if you care about them, then you, absolutely having this book would make a lot of sense. And, and it makes a lot of sense being a novella. Oh, yeah, God. If this was like a full-on 400-page book, it would have been absolutely atrocious. Yeah, I mean, more so... Atro- sorry, more atrocious. Like, for me... I'll just go through through my notes and see see what you think. Um, it, the novella gives this real sense of peril and finality, like they're at the end of things, their ship's wrecked, they've been travelling from Isfahan 5, having all these battles, showing up, lots of kind of cool moments and, mm. and uh, situations, particularly involving one of my favourite characters, Sharikin, yep. um, as well as Wayland, his, his kind of Bessie mate from the Iron Hands. Um and the rest of the crew and they're clearly just reaching the end of some are just kind of done fighting some are done with this whole setup and want to go back to terror and listen to dawn's call for for everyone to return and yep. fight alongside their legion brothers again others are just wanting to kill for the sake of killing it's a real mixed bag of where these characters are yep um uh, I wouldn't have actually been surprised if the story just quite ended quite abruptly with them succumbing to their injuries and exhaustion and just, they failed. Because mm. it is just again and again and again, crashes and gunfights and wounds. And, you know, it, it, I think towards the end, it did feel a little bit like, okay, they're just going to take another bolter to the face and still be okay. Yeah. Like it was, it, they it were quite, a little bit. It was quite nice that lots of them died. Yeah, I think like, it was needed. Died. It gave a similar narrative to me to like Rogue One. Yep. Where you've got this crew of a ship, there's large stakes on the table, there's this impending doom for a lot of these characters. The the task is more important than, than yeah. they are. Yeah, purpose is bigger than themselves. Yeah. Um, and because it's a novella, it just jumps onwards and onwards and onwards. No real nonsense. No. Nope. No slow pacing. There's not enough time. No. Um, and I could see them stretching that story to a larger book, but I don't think it would add anything massively needed. No, it, it would just, just add more conversation yeah. and more. The pace was really nice. The, the pace was really nice. Yeah. I, I, I liked that it wasn't. So when I, I actually bought this as an ebook, yes, um, and it was only like fifty pages. 
like were the size font that I had on, oh, okay. on my iPad. It was like fifty something pages. I yeah. think when I actually made it readable, it was like ninety. Yeah, it was like four, four hours, four and a bit hours. So I ended up on, actually, on one speed. I mean, I I did it on like two, so it was like two hours. 25. So, so, so I did. I did end up using a credit and getting it as an audio book as oh, well, right. just because of um, I left it fairly late to listen to it because I just was not interested whatsoever. Yeah, interesting. Um, and so I, I kind of ran out of time to read it. I started reading it about halfway through, and I was like, uh, if I'm going to finish this, I need to actually mm. listen to it. Um, so I playing on Neil's playing on Neil's kind of analogy of side quest. Yeah. This feels like the main quest was getting back to Terra, and then someone got distracted by an NPC. <laughs> accidentally hit except quest do this you might have a cooler sword of the yeah, final battle yeah and then this this <laughs> thing happened like yeah i think it, it fit it, the, with the, the narrative of the characters though they are just like what do we do now which they've been doing pretty much since his final five yeah yeah so it wasn't uh, yeah. like oh this is weird no no, no but um, it, it felt like the 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 the, the situation that le- led them to luna felt so tenuous that they would actually go and be like, oh yeah, we understand this language. Mm. Oh yeah, it's calling for aid. We should definitely go. It's like, what? What? Well, it was the salamander apothecary, wasn't it? Because he knew what, the, when they mentioned the Magna Mater, yeah. he knew exactly what that was in yeah. terms of myth and you know, yeah. legend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And similar to the Iron Hands and their relationship with the Mechanicum and the yeah. Omnissiah stuff. It was like we need to go and do this, and because they'd fought and you know got that bond in blood, yeah, um, that band I, of I brothers think, feel. I it think was like okay, they, we'll go. Had they not been a a small near defeat faction, mm. I don't think they would have gone. Yeah, like I think this was like the we're probably not going to make it to Terra because they get there and they they talk about how. Wow, aren't there so many ships around yeah, Terra? Yeah, the warp thrift so close to Terra. How has that been done? The likelihood is they would have made it to Terra oh, anyway. No way, like yeah. their ship was screwed. So yeah, actually yeah. having this as like their end was actually quite nice. Yeah, 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 yeah. Doing one final act in loyalty to yeah. screw over the traitors. Because they basically say that, don't they? They're like, well, let's destroy it because that's what the call was up for. Yeah. And it was like, well, if we can save this, let's save it. Yeah. But if we can't, we'll make sure the traitors don't have it. Which, yeah. you know, like, it's like larger stakes on the table. I think there was lots of cool moments in the book. Mm. I think my, so we always go for two. My two were the obvious um, unleashing of the, 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 the screwed up Primarchs that she did. Oh, yeah. yeah where, yeah. like, and where they fought the Justarian Terminators yeah, 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 yeah. and they were like, oh, he looks it looked like Horace. Yeah, that one, yeah. yeah there was yeah. one that had like kind of the face of Horace. Clearly then, used Horace's gene seed. And then the the room, like when they said that, I was like, oh, maybe they're meant to be like, for, not fallen Primarchs, but like gene straight from the Primarchs to see what they can do and, mm. and, and do that. And then actually looking at the other fighting styles of some of those monsters, like you could see like, oh, well, that one's clearly a, a Night Lord because he jumps out of the yeah, shadows yeah, and grabs yeah, it. Like yeah. you can see some of the like, Traits. Um, tropes traits of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of, of, of the other legion so that was quite cool um, yeah little then, easter eggs I guess and then I don't want to touch on yours so I'll pick a different one um, I really enjoyed um, uh, I, I, I really enjoyed when they landed on the planet they were well, like landed they crashed onto the planet onto the moon onto the moon sorry Luna um, and then they met the was she a tech priest? Is that she's a, a part of the gene cults? So she's a tech witch. She's like yeah, or a gene, a gene, 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 witch, gene, witch. gene witch. Yeah. Um. So they met the gene witch, and she yeah. just looks up at the stars, and they're like, "Well, what are you looking for?" Because where's your fleet? And they're like, "Oh, it's like just us." Oh, I don't know. 
Can you hear that? No. Oh, I know what it is. My headset's just died. Oh, right. <laughs> well, that's, that's super weird. I'm not going to be able to hear myself. Anyway, whatever. Um, and she was like, no, it's just it's just us. So that's what, that's that's who that's coming. Yeah. <laughs> she yeah. was so disappointed. Like, oh, um, okay. What about you? Favourite moments? Favorite um, so, I mean, um, I love the bit where they're sneaking onto the orbital ship that's run by Amagos and Thralls and um, to take the Magna Mater that they've found um, up to the Sons of Horus. Yeah. And they're like, right, we need to get on here. It's really dark. How are we going to get there? And the, uh, I was going to say the Night Lord, the Raven Guard, uh, Sharakin, starts rubbing like the dust of Luna on his uh, armor to make it look dirty and covers up his Raven Guard symbol um, and encourages the Iron Hands to do it who begrudgingly like hide their chapter mark even though they're like, no, the Iron Hand of the 10th. And you're like, yeah, get over it. And they're like sneaking on and the thralls are kind of looking at them like, well, they're space marines, I guess. And yeah. there's this like tension of them getting closer and closer and closer till they get on the ship and then they're on the ship and then there's a Thunderhawk coming. Then they crash land and it's just chaos yeah. everywhere. Um, well, they only just make it on the ship. Yeah. What's his has to pull the ship down. Yeah, 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 yeah. Granth, uh, Branthon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's kind of the heart of iron, which they don't really explain in this book, but I think they probably do previously. Yeah. Where it's like some super Terminator suit thing that is kind of keeping him alive somehow. Yeah. It's very weird tech witch stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, which is ironic when they're like, oh, the gene witch is blah. And you're like, that's pretty much how you're alive. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think without all of the moments of the heresy and not reading them, mm-hmm. if you skip books, you would have missed stuff that was important. Yeah, uh, yeah about about the characters, yeah. and you just wouldn't care about the characters. Yeah, and that, so, and, and I think that was my problem with this book. I I don't care about those characters. Yeah, and I think not not because I skipped the it. The characters make the book. Yeah, not not because I skipped it, yeah, yeah. but it's just I just didn't. Care yeah, that's fair enough. It. And it, and and. I think that was my problem with... Was it the last book that we did? I think I really struggled with the characters. I was a bit like, eh, I just don't really care. Yeah, yeah. Um, whereas for me, for this one, like I, I would say I'm not that bothered by most of them. It's really Wayland and Sharakin yeah. and their friendship and as it's grown. and I mean, Sharakin is one of the coolest characters in the heresy for me. Mm. Just, you know, he shoots Fulgrim in the head. He beats Lucius twice. Yeah. And, you know, so many cool things happen with him and he's very no-ego which I think is really unique for a space marine, yeah. particularly at this part of the heresy. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's kind of fighting for their corner or I'm Sigismund, first captain, or I'm a baton or you know, whatever. And he's just like, I'm just a space marine. Yeah, but he's a badass I'm, space I'm, marine. I'm doing my job. Yeah, you know, like he fights Alpharius and Alpharius is like, I'm not going to kill you today. Yeah, And he's like, what? Why? You know, and um, all these kind of things happen and fates and weird, interesting yeah. kind of things that you can pull a thread on and kind of make up your own mind on um i think that's the one thing that i'd like to maybe this kind of moving towards the the end moments i mean do you have anything to add about characters no no cool so yeah for me that um it's a really well-rounded end to a bunch of characters who die for the cause stay loyal to the end and are slowly limping to the end of their mission as parts of them are blown apart. And that is really a, 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 a mission that encompasses their whole existence from the moment of the Dropsite Massacre yeah. to now. 
they've lost brothers they're a shattered legion and their bodies are basically shattered throughout this mission mm. one by one as they're overtaken by damage and you know and all of them almost have moments of this is for the mission i'm going to push myself to the end yep. and they go far beyond where even a space marine should probably be able to go um because their resolve is that strong and i really love that part of their of all their characters really um the only one that gets an end but it's not very like it's a bit like oh, is it an end and i don't like that was shuriken mm. not necessarily because he's one of my favorite characters i didn't want oh he rides off to the sunset like or dies we're kind of left in this middle ground of he's the only survivor he's spoilers but we're doing a book review yeah um he goes into hibernation to try and heal and then that's the end of the book um and if you know your 40k law, the Magna Mater is renamed um, from the, I think it's the last words of the book, the Sharakin sees what coal is, is hiding on a abandoned coal station. And it's like Sanctum Primus or something like that. And that's what they rename the Magna Mater. This is what Cole uses to make the Primaris Marines. Yeah, it's the it's the almost the base code of making marines. Yeah, well, it's it's not just that; it's the gene seed of all twenty Primarchs, including the two unnamed ones. Right. Okay. Gullians, but in forty k law, as far I went proper deep on trying to research this because I was like, well, they clearly find it. So, do they find Sharakin? Is he alive? Is he dead? Yeah. What's going on there? So I started doing research into the more forty k books that we haven't kept up with. Yeah. All that we know is that Gulliman has it has renamed it where he found it. There's no mention of Sharakin whatsoever. And he gives it to Call, who then builds the Primaris Marines. And then currently it's sitting with, he's um, protesting to Gulliman to let him build Primaris Marines based on the traitor Primarchs gene seed and based on the two unnamed Legion Primarchs. Yeah. Gulliman has forbid this. Of course. And Call is potentially doing it anyway. Yep. And yeah. that's where we're kind of left in a current law from what I can find. Yeah. But I could not find how Gulliman obtains it and there's no mention of Sharakin. So, and I wouldn't think Sharakin would wake from his hibernation and then go, well, I'm just going to leave this here and wander off. Yeah. He's either going to take it with him or, be they, killed with or they found his corpse and he never woke, which he said could be an option. And they found him with the cyber eagle on his shoulder. Yeah. And they went, oh, thank you, skeleton of a space marine, and took it. But there's no that happening, yeah. which is really stupid and annoys me. <laughs> what did we get? They did like a flash forwards. It just, <laughs> or, well, or, yeah, a flash forwards, even not in this book, but even yeah. if they'd done a flashback and I hadn't read it, no. of Gulliman finding but, but the skeleton there, of, there of an be, unnamed marine. There it, might be a... There might be a book post Siege of Terror. Like there'll be the yeah. scouring, won't there? So. Well, that's the thing. I, I, when I went down the rabbit hole, there was a load of Sharakin, Clear, and Ravenguard kind of apologists, if you want to call them that, who were like, "Wouldn't it be cool if like Cool resurrects Sharakin and brings him back, and now he becomes the leader of the Ravenguard?" No. And I'm like, uh, I think like, he's done I, his thing, right? Yeah, I, I'm perfectly happy with him dying, you know, and being this almost like ghostly protector of this really important thing maybe to be found maybe not but i just need a sentence of gulliman you know like call like how did you come across this i found it in the arm of a loyal brother of the yeah. raven guard done 
You know what I mean? There's just not that one sentence that I could find. So if someone knows the uh, that scene or that bit, um, let me know because I'd love to go and read it. But everyone kind of has their death. And for me, Sharakin, yeah, he died yep. in service. And, and, you know, he's like this, like I say, this ghostly protector almost. Yep. Um, but it's not confirmed. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I just think that's a bit of a... You, I understand why authors leave things open yeah. for your own imagination, you know, particularly uh, Black Library. And, and not even for your own imagination. It's your own imagination and then the ability to pick it up again in the future. Yeah. That is a, yes. that yeah. is a book series. That is a, yeah, yeah. a, a potentially yeah. million pounds. The Lone money. Raven. Exactly. With exactly. his cyber eagle yeah, yeah. sidekick now. 100%. Never, never, if you don't need to, like kill the other ones off because they, they weren't as loved. But yeah, I get it. Um, so I... This book was soured for me by the fact that Black Library and Games Workshop have a really shit policy <laughs> when it comes to how long yeah, they yeah, produce yeah. their books for. This book is two years old. It's yes. two years old, so it came out two years ago. And GW do not make it anymore. Yeah. The only way to buy it is either on Audible or as an ebook, mm. which is shit. Like, yeah. it's, like if, it's like if Tolkien did The Hobbit for two years. Yeah, or or any of the side books that you've made, they're only there for two years, and then was yeah. like, we're not going to make these anymore. Good luck, crack on. Like it's just it's just shit. Which which instantly instantly soured this book for me because I cause enough to not like the story though. Yes. Wow. Like I don't care about these guys. Uh, yeah, that's a that's a big thing. If you don't care about the so characters, I, d- I don't care about like the characters. Whatever. I don't care about the characters. Yeah. Don't care about Raven Guard. Don't care about Iron Hands. Yeah. Like could not give a stuff. Yeah. Um, and not that bothered about Primaris and how they came about, I nope, suppose. Nope, Which, not really. frankly, even if that was the thing, that would be so tenuous. Yeah, right, God, yeah. Like, it, it, it just... I want my credit back for this book. <laughs> like, it was wow. it was a, a completely wasted credit for me. Yeah. Like, I, it, it was fine. I So I gave it... I know we do our scores, right? And we rate strength is 1 to 10. The higher, the, the, the more you enjoyed the book. I gave it a 2. The yeah, book which was, is crazy. The book was okay. The story was okay. It was interesting to see Space Marines yeah, die. It should probably be higher than a two. No. A two, a two to me is like, you, I hate the fact that I read that. I did hate the fact that I read it. I That's want my money back. crazy. So, okay, so there were two bits in this book, which hence why there's two points. Yeah. One, Vulcan. Well, it wasn't Vulcan. But, but yes, yeah. but that Vulcan, that made me was like, oh, is it Vulcan? Is he oh, here? Okay. Is, like, that was one bit which I was actually really excited yeah, yeah, about. Yeah. And actually, after listening to it on the audiobook, I went back and read that bit yeah. in the book. It was really interesting that I was like, as soon as that happened, I was like, that's not Vulcan. Mm. Like, not as in like, a bad, that was a bad thing. No, that no, he no. was picturing Vulcan because he's so dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and, and for him, that was peace. And it ended up being the other Iron Hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who, who like, died for nothing, really. Yes. Went and got his body and died getting his body. And yes. Like, well, we're leaving your bodies here. Yes. But I was like, why did you die? Yeah. <laughs> that was stupid. <laughs> so it was really cool, the whole Vulcan moment. And it made me feel like, oh, actually, is it Vulcan? Vulcan is a perpetual. We could have come back, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but it was quite cool. And two was the um, the, 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 the weird built gene things, mon- gene monsters that killed, oh, okay. that killed a load of the... Um, uh, a load of the Sons of Horus. Like, well, it was like five Terminators, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, but still five Terminators, which are and and again, this is a difference of the book versus like a, like actual how they play. Mm. The book makes them sound like I think it uses the word that um, it says that Terminator armor is harder to penetrate than a tank. Mm. You need specialist weapons. Yeah, I was like, well, if you Fury of the Legion, you can kill Terminators with, yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, with like 40 Bolt Marines. Anyway, so when that happened and they had these things that like, Legion just wrenching them apart, pulling arms off, I was like, 
these are quite cool. Yeah. That was the other yeah, second yeah. point. They um, made me think. They made me think of like Galvalback. Yeah, yeah, yeah just giant demon possessed. And actually, the gene manipulation and Slanesh, yeah, like kind of stuff like Valkyrie. Uh, Vol- uh, and he said Volcrum. That's because uh, I've been watching Rebels with um, Caleb, <laughs> um, uh, Fulgrim. Um, and like the uh, that was the other thing they were talking about the mysteries of like gene manipulation yep. and I was like Fabius Bile has been putting sonic speakers in marines for like years now Yeah, like this isn't that big a deal no 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 but the the, the end thing of this being the 20 unaltered gene seeds of the Primarchs yeah, yeah. that makes that bit special yep. but the labs and stuff was a bit like Fabius Bile has been doing this on a ship yeah, yeah, like yeah. you're not that special love <laughs> No, is and, what I felt like, and, and that's why. So AP value one to ten. The lower the AP value, the more important you think it is for this people to read this yeah. book. I gave it an eight. Wow, because it's important. Can if you, you even get? Surely it's a dash at that point. <laughs> Can you go AP eight? I don't think that exists. Well, well that's you gave it up to ten. In the thing. I did. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's because yeah, it's a loose concept. So AP eight one because if you care about this storyline and followed them through like the rest of the heresy then it is really important for you to read this it's a punctuation it's the end of their of the end of their line the end yeah, of their thing yeah. or if you care about how primaris marines existed this is really important and even then it's an easter egg because they don't actually ever link the end of this story to them finding it no no which i think is absolute disaster in my opinion like, yeah, yeah yeah it could have been they could have done like what they did in um Oh, what book is it? Where Gilliman has his neck th- um, sliced and he dies, mm. but then they changed it to be, oh, we got him in the the, bo- the box mm. quick enough that he doesn't yeah, die. Yeah. Um, they could have even done something like that. I just, it's, if you don't care yeah. about them... Maybe they have, but I could not find it. <laughs> if, you, if you don't care about them, you do not need to read this book in yeah, order yeah. to progress the siege whatsoever. Yes. No, I would agree with that. So for me, I gave it strength eight. I absolutely love the story. I love the characters. I love their camaraderie. And I like the... The, like the side quest was really fun side quest yeah yeah it's like a filler episode that's really good yeah yeah you know, so i was like this is really cool um this is a we need to keep the budgets down let's put them on a on a on, in a, an environment that we can just recycle the, the spaces <laughs> yeah, over and yeah, over yeah, again yeah. like it's a moon it's a moon yeah, it's a moon yeah, with yeah. landing platforms it's, it's moon dark we don't need as many lights <laughs> it's fine it's okay we'll save power bill yeah, like, yeah it was definitely a filler episode yeah, yeah but i really enjoyed that so i gave it strength eight because yeah. I think so far it's been my favourite of the Siege of Terror series. Really? Yeah. Ugh. Only just, but yeah. And then... Um, Do you think because it's simpler? Siege yeah, of Terror, possibly. I think, suffers. I think it's because it's a novella. Yeah. So it was like, and now we're here, and now we're here, and now yeah, and yeah. you can feel that progression. The, the pace is there. If it was a full novel, that, drew, I, that I could see that dropping quite quickly. Yeah, I think Siege, the Siege of Terror book so far, the three we've read, have just made themselves really complicated with lots of people, yeah. lots of names, lots of things I think to the follow. Scale has had to be big because it's so oh, yeah. big. It's fight, a siege right? of terror, and they don't want to make another fifty book series. Yeah, so they need to 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 to, to get as much in as possible. So I get why maybe this mm. one being simpler and yeah. following one group of people. I think I like the it's much more characterful driven, and I yeah. like that about books. Whereas like Solar War, they have character moments. Yeah, yeah. but they're not based around one character. Yeah. And, and and yeah, and this was one slash five max. Yeah. So I really like that. I, I put the AP at six. I agree with you. I don't think you need to read this. Certainly not for the Siege of Terror because nothing they do is going to impact um, anything that happens on Terror. Mm-hmm. Um, the only reason it's uh, it's not yeah, a dash or higher um, towards what you put is I think that little nod towards 
where Primaris came from yeah, and, yeah. And, and that link to 40K and what they did impacted what's happening now. Yeah. Like, because without Primaris, you could argue that the Imperium would be screwed right now in current 40K. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So the fact that this little team that is completely unknown to everyone during the Siege of Terror, during 10,000 years after the Siege of Terror, you know, they're unnamed Marines. Like, that's why you, the whole bit of him carving their names in the wall. I think was really cool. Yeah. Because then they'd be able to look back and go, oh, they were survivors of this one five. And actually where they were on um, the world where the Iron Warriors, Perturabo and Fulgrim and, you know, and all of that stuff, like that will be catalogued somewhere mm. and, and their names appear in there. So you can start doing the lineage and, and actually you learn, oh, yeah, they went to Luna because we found the it, Cesarium. It, it's and, nice. It's nice that they have an end. Yeah. Like it's... It, that's why I think if you... And it has a meaning. Their end has a meaning. Exactly. Even they're though just... they're kind of small, insignificant, yeah, not really going to be remembered in the, the great annals of the of the heresy. Yeah. They didn't just what get they murdered. Did mattered. They didn't just get murderized in, in the warp, which could yeah. have very easily happened. Yeah. Or, or in space warfare, which could, yeah, have, yeah, yeah. could have very easily happened. Yeah, their shit was screwed. Oh, yeah, yeah, 100%. It was nice that they had an end. I just don't think you need to read this book. If you're not interested yeah. in it, I think I think if you've read the Heresy you, and, and you enjoy these characters, which I think a lot of people do, it's a it's a great book. Yeah, I think if you're not bothered by the characters, don't read it, cool. and you'd be fine. <laughs> and that's a perfect place to end on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's take a quick break, and we'll come back with our Gene Sealer Cult section. Mm. Hi, I'm Neil, and you may remember me from such things as Who's Neil? My dog ate my hobby project and Tao, fish or friend. I'm here to tell you about our Element Games affiliate program. So as you may know, running the podcast does incur some costs. Hosting and equipment are just two examples of this. To help with these running costs, we have signed up to the Element Games Wargaming Web Store affiliation program. This is where Element Games provide us with unique links to their web store and if you use our links, then we get a percentage of what you spend, big or small, to help run and improve the podcast. The links take you to Element Games homepage or straight to the 40k products category. Simply shop from there. You can find these links in our featured posts on the Facebook Community Safe Room, on our Discord channel, and on our Instagram. Thanks for your help and support. Welcome back. This is the spotlight where we are talking about the documented gene stealer cults of the galaxy. Now, although there are countless in number, of course, uh, across the galaxy, somehow only six gene stealer cults have been formally documented by the Ordo Xenos. I think the idea is these are like almost the six beginning cults. Yeah. And then there's lots of offshoots of these cults. Yeah. Yeah. The Bladed Kulk, which is the first one I'm going to cover, they have lots of offshoots. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so I think that's the idea behind why there's only six. Um, and also got to narrow down that range so they don't have to write so many rules. That's also true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if the High Lords of Terror truly comprehended the number of Gene Stealer cults, uh, uh, abroad in their realm they would feel the chill of fresh terror creep across their souls based on information provided uh data that they found on gozar quintus an imperial mining world that had this random depository of t secret data 
about Gene Steeler cults, probably from an inquisitor, I would imagine. Um, it appears that there could be hundreds, if not thousands, of cults in the Ultima segment alone. However, we are going to, in this spotlight, look at each of the six documented main Gene Steeler cults and see what terror can be found amongst them. Dum, dum, dum. So the cult of the bladed cock um, on the planet uh, on the planet Feinmeister Gamma, a Mechanicus Crusade takes place across its surface, with a revolt taking place below the surface. So this Ooh. is where the bladed cog kind of uprise. The army of tech priests, Dominus Ovid Threesome, uh, Threesome, um, had <laughs> uh, had come to the planet to harvest the inhabitants for bioelectricity. So they're coming. That's why the 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 war wow. on the tops taking. They're basically coming to take people to feed Turn the them into machine. batteries. Basically, a pure strain gene sealer was taken to the planet's surface by a freighter. A widespread cult soon took root. <laughs> um, the xenoform was seen as proof that there were other worlds beyond the clouds and that the salvation could be found in its worship. Talks of the new deliverance turned into a full-fledged movement, wow. which eventually became a revolution against mechanical rule. How, how bad is your life if a gene stealer is your, like, saviour? Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of crazy. Um, then threesome uh, was overthrown and slain. Uh, the broodkin of the Bladed Cog swapped one set of crewmasters for another. Uh, the cult of the Bladed Cog uh, has assimilated much of the technologies and capabilities of the Mechanicum, included um, infected Skatari, who have been converted into Nexus, uh, as well as large amounts of servitors. The cult seeks to blend alien and machine, producing a bionic horror. The cult worships the hive mind as a deity known as the Claude Omnissiah, propagating... <laughs> That's cool. Uh, propagating that the machine cult is misleading um, with their mantra that the flesh is weak. Recently, the Bladed Cog have completely taken over Feinmeister Gamma and, and have used it as a staging platform for further expansions. They have declared war, so they have declared a crusade against the they have declared a crusade against the oppression of the Adeptus Mechanicus and have invaded a string of Forge Worlds. Wow, that's really cool. That's really uh, unique that they're tied into. Um like Mechanicum, yeah, particularly, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Imagine like, I've got one later that's like the opposite of that, right? Okay, so that's kind of really interesting. I imagine that army as well. Do you see the cult with allied Mechanicum? Mm. Um, I'll cover Neil's one. Um, so Neil did uh, the cult of the Hive Cult, which <laughs> cult of the Hive Cult. Cult, um, cult, cult, cult. The hive cult originated on the world of New Gidlam, um, but, uh, but can be found on many worlds of the Imperium. They are known to infiltrate not only gangs of hive worlds, but also Imperial Guard. The cult itself started off when a self-proclaimed Xenotazar, Dionysus, the great curator, paid <laughs> to have his pure strain gene stealer. Paid to have a pure strain gene stealer. Oh, God. <laughs> what is a pet? <laughs> um, these were then smuggled into the city by a gang looking for a secret weapon to use against their enemies. Quickly, the gang fell under the sway of the gene stealer called the First Father and went on the warpath, destroying each rival gang and taking over areas that was known as the Sump. While this was happening, the Hive City's aristocracy, uh, aristocracy uh, had also fallen under the cult's ambition. The Magus Vokar Mai was at its heart. He began, to be, uh, he began to bring the ruling houses into line one at a time. One would not yield, yield uh, a rich hive called Thorn. Uh, Vokka uh, assassinated Thorn while he was in the bathhouse, uh, <laughs> slitting the man's throat with a razor-sharp symbol of the cult and leaving it as a calling card. Because of the recruitment of the guard, the cult was able to spread um, to other worlds. Uh, members had hidden gang signs and electro-twos uh, to show their allegiance to the new Gidlam cult. 
When the Hive cult started an insurrection on a world, many of the in-system guard are sent to put down the uprising. Many of the soldiers, tank commanders and other positions are manned by those already pledged to ah, the cult. Yeah, that's how you get in. Mm. Spies on the inside. Yeah. Um, those spies then portray their regiments. Um, they turn the forces of the army to take over the cult in a matter, uh, take over the planet for the cult in a matter of days. More scary still are the rumours that the hive cult has reached the soul system itself. Ooh. Yes. So I've got a cult of the interworm. Uh, sorry, the inner worm. Um, this is because they are um, inspired by. Um, arm length parasites that form in the humans on the this kind of part of space mm. so that's where their name comes from the inner worm because it's like having a worm in your innards nice. so based on the world of Fleeshgate, the cult has long dominated the planet the use of saw spined worm symbol um, inspired in part by the meat slasher machines of the interworm cultists uh, used in their daily slaughter this is not confined to Fleeshgate. Many cults have elements of ripping circular saws, whether to grind rock in their kind of you know, jobs of the workers, um, cut through steel wood roots, or salvage parts of industrial machines. It is common for such broods to echo this sigil in their own standards. Now, the cult is known to have spread its influence to other worlds by exporting groks, which, um, if you remember when we did Imperium Food, um, is a livestock um, they kind of use like cows uh, to produce food mm. and they basically take a gene stealer do the old hoth trick nice of slicing open the tonton and slipping a gene stealer inside nice who then wears the skin of the grogs <laughs> and the muscles mm. to then go to other worlds yeah that's not weird <laughs> kind of crazy yeah a bit strange <laughs> um and they do this from the agri world uh, uh, called Peregrim's world yeah. um, with the gene stealers hidden inside and then they go out and then obviously get loose and go and infect a, a whole other planet. Get loose. Um, there is a known engagement called the Battle of Slathgraft, which was a battle waged against the Salamanders. Um, the war began when the gene stealer cult of the interwer inner worm sorry, uh, dug into the agri world of Slathgraft causing elements of the Salamander's third company to respond. Captain Adrax Agatone, uh, sorry, Adrax uh, Agatone, made Planet 4 unopposed, finding the world deserted. When they descended beneath the surface, however, they discovered the planet's populace enslaved by mass parasites. Re revolted and angered, the Salamanders launched a merciless cull that targeted every living thing below Slathglass's surface. Pure um, stained dreams. That doesn't sound like the salamanders. Well, it was clearly very bad. Yeah, <laughs> they're normally like a uh, love humans. Yeah, but I guess all the they're all taken over by these mass Worms. parasites. So yeah, it's I guess like so. they're they're not there anymore, right? Um, pure strange gene stealers soon appeared, and the salamanders' casualties started to mount. Agatone and his pyroclast drove onward, and when the captain emerged from the gloomy interior of Slathcraft, he led barely a quarter of the battle brothers he went in with. Nice. Winning the day, but at a massive cost. And that's only one world of the, the cult of the inner worm. So the cult of the pauper prince is among the most powerful of the gene stealer cults, with its presence on over 15 worlds and its, me its membership numbering in the billions. One billion dollars. dollars. <laughs> 
Um, forces from the Pauper Prince typically include vast throngs of loyal followers, which include fanatical neophyte hybrids, fervent acolyte iconwoods, and clamorous that drive the hordes into a frenzy. The Pauper Princes have taken over the slum world of Chancellor's Vale. Uh, the promises of the Magus Moverich Tenak saw swathes of the Imperial inhabitants united in their devotion to the Star Saviour in the truth of the cult's patriarch. These star saviors, in turn, serve the star children, gods from beyond belie- uh, believed to be the Tyranids. The pauper princes maintain a wrinkled, pale cast of the- on their skins, which the cultists believe marks them out to be blessed. The cult is renowned for its fanatical loyalty and obedience to its leader, with members uh, marching through flames to allow their master to escape, or creating walls of their bodies to soak up enemy bullets. That's crazy. There is even reports of pauper princes charging an orc uh, bone breaker to jam its gears in order to protect its patriarch. <sighs> These methods have allowed their core leadership to endure, making imperial attempts to decapitate the pauper princes all but impossible. The pauper princes were eventually able to escape uh, uh, Chancellor's Vale thanks to a super barge, uh, just uh, um, to, to a super barge. Uh, Tendark later gained a martyred status among the cult after saving the patriarch from a rattling sniper, an act that saw the cult quadruple in size in the aftermath. Since that, the cult has always maintained a particular hatred for the Imperial Guard. <laughs> Perhaps most infamously, the cult of the Pauper Princes took part in the War of the Beasts on the planet of Vigilus in M42. Some faction of this cult on Vigilus included the Devoted Sons, uh, the Writhing Worm, uh, the Claw of the Thirsting Worm, and many others. They are also known to have taken part in the Rothian Uprising. Uh, in M42, the cell of the Pauper Princes was even discovered on Terror, beginning the Unthinkable War. Ooh. Let's lead ourselves into a book franchise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the Unthinkable War, book one. <laughs> yeah. They could do that, like they did... Um well, it was War of the Beasts, wasn't it? It yep. was the book series of the Orcs. Yeah, yeah. Um, that had a bunch of other things going on, clearly. Yeah. Uh, shall I do this one for Neil? Of sure. Neil's? Yeah, go ahead. Cult of the Rusted Claw. The Rusted Claw is a cult that started on the mining world of Nusim in the Eastern Ultima Segmentum. The cult believe that there is no value in material things, that their bodies are also worthless and must be reforged into something harder, better, faster, stronger. <laughs> I see what Neil did there. <laughs> by the alien beings they worship. As such, the gear, equipment and vehicles that the Rusted Claw use show signs of heavy erosion as a sign that the Void will eventually devour all. The weather-beaten survivalists of the cult are more at home in the open waste than in an imperial underhive made up of nomads, pioneers and prospectors. They are guerrilla warfare specialists and skilled at covering rough terrain at speed, preferring swift assaults over many fronts to overpower their enemies over those many fronts. While each cult sect will breed a Kelamorth, uh, which happens far more frequently in the Rusted Claw cult due to their wide-ranging movement, they also use a large number of Atalan jackals, uh, again, this is due to their nomadic movements and assault tactics. This seems like your this was the your one force. I did. Yeah, oh, this was is it? the one I did here. One inf- infestation of the Rusty Claw found it impossible to move their magus across a world at anything other than walking pace. This is due to the high concentration of uh, metallophage organisms in the magus's skin. 
These nanoorganisms can corrode metal within moments of contact. As such, the Kulk had help in creating a plastic compound crate that would prevent the Magus coming into contact with any metallic objects. You know what that made me think of? The Pope-mobile? Yeah. Just having a Magus in a plastic box on the back of a car. Like, let's go, lads. (laughs) Or um, the scene from Jurassic Park at the beginning when they're the raptor. When they sort of open the door and they sort of shove Oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Shoot her! Shoot her! Allowing for the Magos to travel to the spaceports of the world to then unleash feral beasts, armadillo-like metal-eating monsters to cause havoc while the coat rose to take control. Dun, they're a, they're a fun they're a fun one. They in in the edition that I started my uh, Genius in a Cult, they had some really good bonuses around like speed and being able to like hit and run. Oh and stuff. right, so like the Tyranid um, Hive fleets, you get mm. different abilities due to the cult your yeah. path that's yeah. kind of cool I, I don't know what they're like now yeah i wonder if that's still a thing or not that's kind of cool though um so the cult of the twisted helix hailing from the macro alchemical distilleries that provide the medicaid class civilized world of uh Vegovium three <laughs> uh it's exported medicines the cult of the twisted helix has spread far and wide the cult first formed in late M38 when a clutch of gene stealers uh, destined for experimentation by the scientists escaped, managing to infect only a single host who became known as the prime specimen. Nice. The world like scientists. Me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the world scientists were ultimately able to dissect the gene stealers, seeing the Xenos life forms as the key to evolution and maybe even immortality. Yeah, that ain't going well. Oh, no, scientists. Under strict test conditions overseen by the prime specimen, um, the ruling nobility of uh, Vegevium was convinced to consume an elixir derived from the gene stealers to achieve perfection. So the uh, infected scientist who became prime specimen basically went, drink this, you'll feel better. Instead, this transformed them into something resembling neophyte hybrids, and since that day, the Twisted Helix was able to dominate all of uh, Vegevium 3. The cult's broodkin skulk in enormous medifactoria that appear from the spires like the laboratories made up of spiral glass pipelines and chimneys that belch strangely coloured smoke. Yeah. Yeah, I find that hard to picture, but... Sure. The chimney's belching strangely coloured smoke. Yeah, and glass pipelines and machine factoria. I don't know, it's all a bit, ooh, kind of crazy. Fanciful. Yeah. It's not a bad thing. Just No, 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 no. At a high cost in volunteers' lives, the magisters of the industrial cult have learned how to extract the germ seed of the gene stealer and incorporate into the curative syringe vials that form a major part of Vegevium's Uh, medical exports though the imperfections of this bioalchemical breakthrough have resulted in a great many aberrations and metamorphs the process has seen the twisted helix has swiftly spread its curse across the vegevime system and beyond the use of twisted medical science has allowed the cult to spread across many worlds and as a result it fields large numbers they see those they conquer as nothing more than test subjects and wars as chance to undertake experiments. They have created works of mad genius in their quest for this perfect life form, yet seek daily to surpass them. 
The leaders of the Twisted Helix are power-mad demagogues uh, that hide their mania behind the facade of intellectual curiosity. Normally, the Twisted Helix utilise a great many twisted monstrosities, including aberrants, multi-limbed hybrids and hunchbacked brutes. They achieve their their aims through open violence rather than subtlety, unleashing armies of steroid-fuelled hybrids, shock troops and biophage. Um, A notable member of this gene-stealer cult is uh, a gene-stealer Sanctus. Uh, This was the first Sanctus, Astrid Zeneca, um, of her cult, and she is famed for infiltrating a crowd of pilgrims on a Mortis 9. Um, She then managed to plant a dart from her serum needler into the neck of a cardinal, Vidaminster, just as he was giving a speech from his balcony. The needle was so thin that it bypassed his refractor field and delivered a potent cocktail of hypertrophic enzymes which caused the religious leader to swell up and burst. The assassination was a blow to the stability of the world that saw Vidaminster's successor appointed from off-world and after a series of new trade deals, compulsory Medicaid visits and wars of faith, Immortus Nine ultimately fell to the cult. Trixie. Very, very Trixie, Trixie. Trixie. Yeah, what one's your favourite? I'm guessing you're going to go Rusty Claw, right? Because <laughs> you've got that history. I do like the Rusty Claw, and I do like the whole, especially with the way, um, like, Necromunda's gone with lots of vehicles and stuff. I do mm. like that Mad Max style. So I think the, the bikes and the buggies and stuff yeah, has always, has really always cool. been a real big favourite of mine. So, so yeah, they're definitely the Rusty Claw, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I actually like the uh, bladed cog. Yeah. Like the kind of link of machine and flesh. And, you know, I don't know, I can picture like gene stealers with like robotic legs and all sorts of like kind of crazy cool conversions you could do. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Like gene stealers with like rebreather face, like, you know, gas masks. Yeah, yeah, like stuff like that would be kind of crazy conversions you could it would do. Would be, would be nuts. Would be, be cool. really, really fun. Um, but yeah, well, I hope you enjoyed that spotlight uh, and shone a little spotlight onto the Gene Stealer cults, which I've taken to the tabletop because they're quite strong in tenth edition. Um, so it's cool to kind of cover something quite current that lots of people are looking into. Uh, so yeah, hopefully you learned something new. Um, and we will come back with a bit more lore for you where we come into the Iron Hands for Lore of the Legion. <laughs> come into the Iron Hands. Hello there. I'm Sam, and you may remember such things as three-bar preds, fact or fiction, holidays or bust, and how to edit a podcast in 10 hours or less. The internet can be a scary place, but fear not. A safe room has been created, and you... Oh, welcome to come in, my friend. On Facebook, we have a private group called the TATPC Safe Room, which you can join by going to www.facebook.com forward slash TATP Safe Room and simply answering three questions. You'll gain access to a safe and positive space in the online hobby community. We host our hangout events through our safe room and run all of our competitions and community engagements like the Oath of Moment subjects through the safe room too. So what are you waiting for? Head over to Facebook and find us. You won't regret it probably for those who are more visual person we also have an instagram account just search the adeptus terra podcast and give us a follow you'll get to see our hobby progress or that thereof and related content to your heart's content 
Welcome back to our final segment, The Law from the Legion. And this month we're doing the Iron Hands. Um, so I'm going to be covering the, the Law segment, a bit of background about the Iron Hands and their um, uh, engagements in the heresy. Then Sam's going to be overlooking the Legion rules. Uh, so their right of wars, warlord traits, special rules, advanced reactions, um, etc. And then Neil was down to cover the uh, units, um, so the Legion-specific units and their weapons. So uh, me and Sam are just going to get the books out and, and go through those. Figure it out. We're going to we'll wing it. it. We're going to wing it. Um, so yeah, so hopefully you're looking forward to hearing about the Iron Tenth, um, the Iron Hands. Um, now they were originally known as the Stormwalkers, and the Legion was created during the latter days of the Unification Wars on Terra. Recruitment bases at this time were spread widely all across the planet, but the warlike cultures of Albia in particular provided effective initiates for the Legion. Now, I can't remember what Albia is. Albania? I can't remember. Maybe. Hang on. Um, Carry on. Yeah, you you have a little Google. I I remember I planned to do that, and then I clearly forgot. (laughs) Um, now, the Legion's first instance of recorded combat was in the Soul System against a mutant war band uh, known as the Scythers. You know, that, that pesky Pokemon. Um, shortly thereafter, they exterminated the Xenos Lyaks on the world of Oberath. Now, while the Legion was victorious in both those actions, they had not yet seemed to specialise in any area of warfare. They were a bit plain Jane at this point. It was only during the invasion of the orc-held planet 0234, which was designated Rust, that the Legion's effectiveness in utilising slow-moving mass firepower became apparent. Now, the Primarch that would later officially become the Iron Hands, um, Ferris Manus, the Gorgon, was among the first of the Emperor's Sons to be rediscovered. Ferris Manus never united the people of his homeworld in a way that most of the other Primarchs had, and on a basis that competition grew greater strength. When the Emperor eventually came to Medusa, Ferris Manus tested himself against him uh, in a cataclysmic battle that is said to have lain waste to entire mountains. Um, You know, these stories of the gods colliding. (laughs) Um, Finally, having found someone his equal, Ferris accepted the Emperor as his master and took command of the 10th Legion of Space Marines, which was renamed the Iron Hands in his honour. With the Gorgon at their head, the Iron Hands quickly became renowned for their ability to confront enemies of the Great Crusade head-on. Gaining a reputation as ruthless and calculating fighters, they excelled at high-intensity warfare against both technologically advanced foes and brutal Xenos such as Orcs. As their battle style required advanced war engines, the Iron Hands began to establish their notoriously close ties with the Adeptus Mechanicus, or the Mechanicum back then. Uh, whose culture was astonishingly similar to their own. At the outset of the heresy, Fulgrim, the Primarchs of the Emperor's children, tried to turn Ferris Manus, because they were very close together. Ferris had actually made the weapon for Fulgrim before he got the Land Blade, um, which I forget the name of it. Um, We only covered it, like, last episode. (laughs) Um, And didn't Fulgrim make his hammer? I swear, did they switch weapons? Yeah, I thought they did, yeah. I think they did, yeah. Um, and Fulgrim tried to get Ferris Manus to join the side of the traitors. When Ferris refused, Fulgrim had his fleet launch a crippling attack on the Iron Hand vessels, and although he could not bring himself to kill his brother at this point, um, 
In the wake of this betrayal, Ferris took as many of his veterans as he could on board one of the few undamaged vessels to participate in the Loyalist attack on Isfahan 5. This proved to be a disaster when four of the supposedly loyal legions turned on their allies, resulting in the drop site massacre. The role of the Iron Hands in the heresy would be dictated by the tragic events that unfolded on the Black Sands of Isfahan 5. There, Ferris Manus and his legion were drawn into a trap set by Horus, and as his veterans fought valiantly to the end around him, the Gorgon's loyalty remaining unwavering, even unto the moment Fulgrim cleaved his head from his shoulders. The loss of their Primarch was a bitter blow. However, the Dropsite Massacre was not the final role of the Iron Hands would play in the Horus Heresy. Much of the Legion had not yet deployed to the surface of Isfahan 5 due to Ferris Manus's hubris. So if you remember um, from the Heresy novels, he um, gets frustrated by the taunting of Fulgrim and the traitors and he headstrong just teleports down into the middle of the fighting with all of his... Um, terminators and veterans and goes kind of as a spear tip towards the traitors before they all the supposedly loyalists turned those first three books are really good Mwah, yeah. chef kiss yeah yeah i yeah, I, I mean that's fulgrim but yeah that's yeah, the, yeah, fifth yeah. Book. <laughs> the, the, the first few books in the heresy were really good and then oh, it kind yeah. of just went like bloat i think it just went here's a bunch of stuff about people you may be interested in or not and actually, I don't necessarily think it's, it is made to read them all. But you you can happily get by just reading the, about the people, people you want. Yeah. Like, I absolutely love Legion. Yeah. One of my favourite books about the Alpha Legion yeah. and, and maybe fall in love with that Legion. But reading like Descent of Agent, Angels, Fallen Angels, You've got about the Dark Angels. In, oh. Yeah, there's Chaos in 40K, right? No. Yeah. <laughs> um, it just, I just, they didn't bother me as much. No. So reading them was a bit like, well, I have to to get to the next book rather than I want to do this, mm. which is why later in the heresy, I started to pick and choose my books. Yep. So I've read some of the later ones, but I've got kind of four or five book gaps in my um, in my knowledge base, Yeah. which sure, maybe you need to be an expert, but I never wanted to be an expert in this. It's no. not my job. <laughs> no. It's just something I enjoy doing. Um. But yes, yeah, so much of the Legion had not yet deployed on the surface of Isfahan 5 due to Ferris kind of jumping the gun. And a measure of its fleet was able to rescue the survivors of the Iron Hands, Salamanders and Raven Guard Legions and then scatter into the surrounding sectors, thus forming what was known as the Shattered Legions, yep. which is really Iron Hands plus friends, actually, when you start looking at it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that's because Iron Hands had the majority of people in orbit, right? They were yeah, yeah, they weren't as massacred. Yeah, which when you think about it, obviously they lost their Primarch. Whereas although they thought Fulg Falcon had died, uh, Vulcan, I should say, had died. Vulcan. Um, and um, Korax had yep. um, barely escaped. Um, they actually lost the least out of those three legions. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, in terms of number shall we say um cool anything else uh yeah so the survivors of the drop site massacre had sharply different conclusions and this kind of impacts their different routes they take many developed a grudge against all participants of the heresy the traitors for being weak enough to become corrupted but also against the other loyalists for not being strong enough to protect the emperor and their primarch and this gets worse and worse as the heresy continues um 
Others became convinced that the Iron Hands and Ferris Manus himself had been defeated because they had proven to be too weak and devoted themselves to a new self-hatred. Nice. And that whole flesh is weak became so, like insane where they were just chopping limbs off for no reason to make them better yep. in brackets. Um, and some drew far darker conclusions and went completely renegade. Large numbers of Iron Hands could not cope with the disaster at all. They simply went insane. Either way, the majority of the Iron Hands consequently launched campaigns of redemption uh, to both atone for their own perceived weakness as well as to take revenge on the traitors. Yep. They became very blood-hungry, murderous kind of crusades across the galaxy against almost anyone they came across. Cranky, cranky boys. Um, yeah. Um, the Iron Tenth proved resourceful and tenacious, though, as they reforged anew under leaders such as Shadrach Medusan and Ortec Moore. Fueled by bitter vengeance, they would continue to hound the traitors across the galaxy, disrupting supply fleets and striking at the heart of the traitor legions. At worlds such as Boat, where they uh, greatly hindered the World Eaters' recruitment, uh, or Dwell, where they grievously wounded the Primarch Mortarian, and on Colchis, where they rep their repeated incursions mounted from Medusa itself stymied the world bearers' war efforts. In response, the war, war master would detach his finest hunters to scour the, for the sons of Ferris Manis and their allies from the stars. The, and dozens of guerrilla conflicts and fleet engagements would ensue. The efforts of the Iron Hands were unceasing, and though they are were few, their impact on the Horus Heresy was immeasurable, even in the shadow of the larger conflicts amongst the stars. So, Albia. Yes. Albia... Uh, or evidence suggests that Albia is located in the British Isles. Uh, I had a feeling Albia was the UK, yeah. Albia is, uh, is described as border bordering northern Atlan, which is the uh, potentially referring to the northern Atlantic basin, and engaged in frequent wars with the Pan-Pacific Empire, which itself is across the Atlant Atlantic basin. Furthermore, Albia was noted to contain towering soot-blackened castrum cities, which, um, although... Most likely um, the same across most of Terra because it's Terra. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, can invoke imagery of smog-choked industrial cities of Victorian Britain. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. Um, Albia was also said to have made use of Ironside soldiers in their wars against the Emperor. However, most conclusively, it was said that the great, um, uh, the great Shakespeare and Marlowe hailed from Old Albia, pr uh, providing clear evidence that Old Albia is indeed androgynous of the uh, British Isles ah, it, really, it makes me think why they're so stubborn <laughs> I mean I get that but yeah anyway cool so I'm going to go and take us down through some of the Legion rules overview um, what we've done is we've tried to sort of um, what's the right word streamline streamline yeah we've tried to streamline um, this part so I'm just going to go through the rules itself if you're interested in the fluff that kind of attaches itself to the back of these rules then we employ you to pick up the uh, loyalist legion of Sartes army book and follow along so the medusa scales is the first thing so this is the first of their kind of unique special rules or special rules um, all shooting attacks made um, against models with this special rule uh, that does not have the vehicle unit type has a negative one strength of the attack oh so instantly negative one attack. 
uh, negative one strength. Models with a vehicle unit type gain it will not die six plus. Um, if it has already if it already has will not die, it then gets increased by one. So five. Nice. Etc. Um, so yeah, Medusa should paint all my Sakarans black. Is what should you're telling do. me. Basically, you should survive your your onslaught that you always get. Yeah, give me it will not die on all my well tanks. Um, get whole points back. Oh, you've got the keys of hell. Um, which is the standard rule which allows them to access Iron Hand's unique war gear options. Yep. You know, everyone's got one of those. Iron Fathers, Praetors um, in Cataphracti and Tartarus and standard standard armaments. Um, with this rule, maybe upgraded to an Iron Father, which is, we're going to unit special units later. You've got Sons and Medusa. Um, Warlords with this special rule may select a Warlord trait from the Iron Hand. So just access them, gives them access to the, the Warlord traits. Um, the advanced reaction, uh, which is called the Gorgon Spite, uh, may be made in the assault phase. Um, once charge rolls have been resolved successfully or not, but before any models have been moved, the reacting player may make a shooting attack with this unit um, that has against the unit that has char uh, has declared the charge against it, making twice their normal number of attacks. It does not stack. The attack does not. Uh, the attacks do gain gets hot special rule. Um, a unit making this reaction cannot make any attacks uh, indirectly, including weapons with barrage or that ignore line of sight. Um, and models with a vehicle may only uh, vehicle subtype may only fire defensive weapons. Um, if you've got a template, they use the Wall of Death special rule, um, uh, and they've got no cover saves are allowed to be taken against Gorgon Spike shots. Nice. So effectively, Bolters Gorgon Spike Fury of the Legion would be for a 20 man squad would be a 40 shots doing that twice 80 yeah 80 bolter shots Ooh. definitely kill that terminate squad yeah it's gonna have a much better day of it yeah yeah um but cool and then no cover save so if they're going against like your yeah let's screw over the night lords night lords and... although their their main boat and this this um this addition is um, I can see in the dark rather than I get cover saves. Okay. So it's not as powerful. No. But it's still, still a fun one. It's lot, nice, yeah. I mean, a lot of cover is important in this edition. Yep. Um, so uh, it's it's uh, a nice way of getting around that. Um, so Warlord traits, we have the Loyalist one, which is called uh, From Hell's Heart, um, which is the Warlord and all models in this unit he joins gains fear uh, the Fear 1 special rule. And if the Warlord is reduced to zero wounds, the controlling player may choose to inflict D6 automatic hits upon the units whose attacks cause the final wounds. So he's dead. D6 special rules. Uh, D6 um, automatic hits. So you can use, so if it's in close combat, you can use any of the profiles that the Warlord has. Yeah. So if he's got like a, I don't know, a power sword or if he's got a, um, a, I don't know, a power fist, he gets D6 automatic power fist hits. Nice. Whatever. Um, and then if he's lost to a shooting attack, then he would get to shoot instead. So he'd be able to return fire for cool. six, whatever it's a bolt yeah, is, whatever. Yeah. Um, and you, with this, you may make an additional reaction in the assault phase. It's almost like a middle finger as you die, thing, <laughs> which is quite cool, um, which is it's quite cool for warlord trait it's a it's definitely a forgetful warlord trait that you basically remember when he's dead i mean i forget warlord traits in general anyway <laughs> um we've then got the eye of vigilance which is a traitor option um the warlords and all friendly models in the unit that uh, that they join gain preferred enemy um special rule um oh, okay. free reaction in any phase but it cannot make the same reaction twice that's nice 
that you got that ability to choose which phase. Most mm. of them will like will dictate. Yeah, so like the previous one was in the assault phase. Yeah. You get an additional one in the assault phase, but you get it in any one, but you can't make the same reaction twice. Yeah, which yeah, means you couldn't you can't react. overwatch twice. Can't oh, overwatch twice, yeah. which is kind of cool. Um, Silver Iron Will um, is a warlord, and the unit he joins are never affected by any special rule or effect that lowers a characteristic. So this includes fear, radphage, special rules, and due to losing an assault where the enemy has inflicted more wounds. Yeah, I'm taking that. <laughs> That's insane. Cannot make reactions in movement phase, but may make an additional reaction in either one of the opposing players' shooting or assault phase when the warlord dies. Um, this then goes away, basically, and you can then make movement reactions in movement phase. Oh, uh, okay. So it means you can basically uh, make additional Yeah, reactions. no movement phase reactions. is a little bit... Playing the Death Guard, my right of war takes that away. Yep. So it's, it doesn't feel that big a deal. Yeah. But... Um, being What's able the to one in movement back. phase, basically pulling you back. You either pull forwards. back or pull forwards. Ah. Pulling back can be really good. Yeah. yeah Get you yeah, out. Yeah. Like if you're within 12 of Get bolters, you out of, out of you're out of rapid fire range. And But the fact that he could never lower a characteristic. Yeah. You're, you're basically, you're not fearless, but your fear is never going to drop. You're radphage. So you never lower toughness from radphage. Um, and you're not lowering any leadership due to losing an assault. Yeah. The flesh is weak. It makes you super stubborn. Mm. Which really fits the Iron Hands as well. Yeah, 100%. Um, rights of War. So they've got two Rights of War. First one is uh, Company of Bitter Iron. The second is the Head of the Gorgon. So the Company of Bitter Iron, the effect, you may take Medusan Immortal Squads as troop choices. We'll go through them in a minute. Um, Medusan, uh, Medusan Immortals in troop slots gain the line unit subtype. Oh, that's nice. Most Right of Wars do not do that. Um, and the... And the and the fear of the legion, here of the legion, the fear of the legion, the heart of the legion, there you go. And the heart of the legion special rules, so you get line and you get um, heart of the legion. Uh, all models in the detachment using the right of war, the legion of Startes, iron hands and, uh, and bitter duty special rules gain hatred traitor special rule. Nice. Um, and any models with um, independent character, independent character <laughs> and LA. Um, uh, LA special rules. Hang on. Uh, this is where I've, I've I've tried to make it too too streamlined. Too streamlined. Too streamlined. You're fine if you uh, have a very very good memory. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what one is this? Uh, Company, Company bitter iron. Uh, last one. Um, last point. Uh, independent character. Oh, Legion of Stars. Oh, God. makes complete sense. Anyone who's with both the independent characters and Legion of Stars special rules may be given bitter duty special rule, which is the. Um, Oh. Which is the... <laughs> I've forgotten the, already. Which is <laughs> oh, the, no. Hang on. Where are they any there? When are they any there? Bitter duty. Oh. It's not It's not a special rule for them. So what's bitter duty then? Uh... Bitter duty. Uh, a unit may not be joined... Um, oh, it's the, it's the uh, destroyer's rule, right? Bitter duty. Unit may not be joined... Uh, may not be joined any models without this rule, including apothecaries and temperines. Yeah. That's not good. No, so any models with both independent characters cannot join. Hang on, is that any models are with both independent so characters, independent characters and Legion of Stars, which they will have Legion of Stars, yeah, because they're an independent character of the Legion. It says maybe given though, so I don't have to give it to them. Uh, special rules may be given bitter duty. Yeah, so may may be given. So if you don't, yeah, if you don't need to, you just don't. But but then what, there's no benefit to bitter duty. Um. Because you literally just can't you join just other can't units. Join, yeah, that's weird. Hmm. In the the right of war, does it say may in the right of war? I haven't added may. Uh, no, may be given bits of duty for no additional cost. 
bit of. Hang on, maybe I read the wrong rule. It sounded right because it, it makes me think it's the same rule as. But maybe it's bit not. Bit of duty. A unit may not be joined any models without this rule, including apothecaries and submarines. Read it one more time. It's, it's, it doesn't help the fact it's quite poorly written in this. Unit may not be joined by any models without this rule, including apothecaries and tech marines. Okay. But it means that you just can't... You can't have apothecaries and tech marines, basically. Hang on, let me see if it's written elsewhere. So, like, Medusa and Immortals have bitter duty. Special rules that are marked with a C are conferred to the rest of the unit so long as one model of the unit has a special rule. Mm. Um, yeah the Medusa and Immortals um, which could become troops um, they have bitter duty so you wouldn't be able to join a character unless oh. you gave them bitter duty so, oh so that's why you do that's it that's why it's there right so you can basically go I've got this independent Iron Father or Praetor yeah, yeah. I need to give him bitter duty if I want to put him with Immortals yes okay, and that makes more sense. the reason he's got that and the reason they've got bitter duty is because the buff of us, um, I imagine, looking at the Medusons, they get a feel, a feel no pain five plus. Right. So the apothecary makes no difference. No. So. Well, actually, it would make it a four plus. Uh, oh, yeah, if they already have. They'll get plus one, wouldn't it? No, I think that's only if they're within um, an objective, isn't it? I don't know. Now we're getting muddied in rules. Yeah, we're not <laughs> streamlined. But streamline, I, streamline. I imagine it's there so that you can add them to the immortals, yes. which this right of war makes them troops. Yeah. So you're gonna have so you're gonna more. Have loads. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That makes sense. That's why it's there. Um. So that was bitter iron effect yeah. limitations. So it can only be given to the loyal. Yes. Um, Marines, and you cannot include Ferris Manus because Ferris Manus is dead. <laughs> That's really interesting. Um, and then next up is the head of the Gorgon. Oh, that feels a bit mean. <laughs> head of the Gorgon. So effects um, all infantry subtype units gain stubborn special rule in, nice. their, own, in their own deployment. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, or uh, any infantry unit the subtype with flamers may exchange them for graviton guns or graviton shredders for 15 points. Yeah, shredders model. are specific to the Iron Hands, which we will cover in a, in a moment. Um, Castellax Battle Automator units may be selected as elites nice all models in the unit gain it will not die five plus nice. no legion of spe- uh, um, no legion of Stasi special rules basically because they're not legion of Stasi. yeah uh, any iron father or legion tech marines may take a cortex control of 15 points to okay, control yeah, those castellax um and then any model with a vehicle subtype in attachment uses the right of war gains outflank ah uh, yeah so this is the one that i think uh, mark faust was using at our event right um that was that was this edition, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, it was when it was new. Um, yeah, because he had predators uh, outflanking. Ah, okay. Um, to get behind and shoot their like short range melters and stuff. So limitations: you may only select a single fast attack choice. Nice. Uh, and you may not be able to seize the initiative. Yeah. So you're either going first or second, and there's no change in that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So that's quite cool. Um, and that's all of the special ones. So quite Ooh. light on those, actually. Not, yeah, not do you know what? Looking at the Iron Hands, they are quite light. But that's because they're not a Legion anymore because yeah. their Primark was merged early on and they yeah. were out of the game. Yeah, out of the main game. They still did plenty of things. I, I was slightly disappointed not to see more like Shat and Legion special rules here. Yeah, it is a shame that they just haven't come back to that either. No. So the only way you can really do it is, frankly, I think, taking Iron Hands as main and then allying either Salamanders or Ravenguard. The only thing I was thinking when when I was listening to that audiobook was taking Iron Hands as main and then just subbing out units for, like, 
a one with a salamander pad on it and basically just mixing yeah. the units. I mean, all I would do is, yeah, you just paint them as Shad but run Iron Hand rules. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then you can have an Iron Father leading him or whatever, you know? Yeah. Until they bring out the Shattered Legion rules. Yeah, and then you, you're already prepped. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Because you just paint a tactical squad as salamanders. You know, but you're playing them as Iron Hands. Yeah. Which, frankly, means if you're taking the head of a Gorgon, they get stubborn. Like, they're not getting anything particularly Iron Handy, are they? No, 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 no. They're just angry. Yep. <laughs> which all Marines are, so that's fine. Yeah, you'd maybe have to think about that if you were going to give them all, like, the Graviton Shredders, which are, like, their special Graviton weapon. Yeah. But they're Salamanders. <laughs> like, it's that'd fine. be a little bit... There's cheese. just crates of them laying around. Why wouldn't they pick them up? <laughs> Um, so moving on we have weapons of the legion and legion specific units um, so going back to the iron father because weirdly he doesn't have his own entry so and they did the, this was last edition uh, iron father is an upgrade yeah okay so it's, it's in the armory part so we'll start there so it's basically a praetor can be upgraded to become an iron father and it's either a regular Praetor, Cataphracty, or Tartarus. You can have a one of a, or any of them um, become an Iron Father. It's 65 points, which sounds quite steep, right? I wouldn't want to necessarily... You've already got a fairly highly pointed Praetor, and then you're going to put another 65 points on. But he does come with these bonuses. So you have um, Battlesmith 3-up, so you can repair stuff on a 3-up. Uh, feel no pain five up so you're getting a feel no pain for that 65 uh, and he has a, mach a machinator array with cyber familiar an iron fire may not select a jump pack combat bike or jet bike which makes sense mm -hmm. big heavy dude mm -hmm. um, but yeah he's got them uh, the basically the machinator array and a cyber familiar which i believe gives a couple of weapons the cyber familiar? No, the uh, machinery. Yeah, yeah, the flamer. The yeah, it's like uh, the flamer and a grav uh, or volkite. I think it's volkite. I don't know. I'd have to look that up. It's been a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but the cyber familiar, feel, yeah, um, feel no pain. Is it feel no pain? No, he's got feel no pain five up. I think isn't cyber familiar one plus toughness. I believe. Mm. Oh, and do you know what? cyber familiar. Oh, <laughs> it's not the rules there. I need to go to one four one. Let me go. Let, let's not just pretend we know what we're talking about. Ah, plus one to its invol save. That was it. I know it's plus one to something. Yes, and if it doesn't possess one, it becomes a six plus. But it's a Praetor, so you've already got an Iron Halo at four. So you've got a three up invol. Whoa. So you got, two so you up got, save. Yeah, two up save, three up invol, feel no pain five plus, and you can repair things with a three up and you have the extra weapons from the Machinerator array. Well, he doesn't love that. So that's quite, And you can still have a Paragon Blade from the Praetor. So for 65 points, that's a pretty decent upgrade if you're an Iron Hands. Which you can um, combine that with the other rule of... Uh, of the, 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 when, you're when you're dead, you automatically punch stuff. Yeah. Like Paragon Blade, just instant, instant yeah. wounds. Yeah, and, and I mean, if you really want to bulk, bulk him up, you give him digital lasers for an extra attack and master crafted so you get a reroll attack yeah, yeah and you just beef him up but that is a lot of points that's like 250 ish yeah but i i get the impression that iron hands are they take that kind of stuff big bulky dudes yeah, yeah, yeah they're there yeah. to they take, take their punishment. lasers they take yeah, their yeah yeah, yeah. yeah no I, I definitely agree can you have one in uh dreadnought armor not dreadnought yeah dreadnought armor 
No. No, okay. <laughs> Contemptor. Yeah. You've got an unpainted Contemptor force. You're thinking, ooh, jump ship. For an Iron Hands Contemptor. Well, mate, I've got a lot of unpainted Sikarans. I've got a lot of unpainted Sikarans. I'm like, I could do a, a tank company. Ooh. <laughs> Paint them all black. Much so quicker. Easy. I'd have to repaint a bunch that of That would be perfect though. for the slap chop and just use a black one. Oh, yeah. It'd be nice, like, easy. airbrush it on so it's thin anyway. yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it'd be interesting. Don't don't give me ideas, especially after this. Any model with a vehicle's uh, unit type can have blessed auto simulacra, which gives you a um, um, a reroll. It of... upgrades the it will not die six plus that you get, yeah, as just being an iron hands to a five plus. Okay, the Medusa's scales special rule as noted. Oh, and it's ten points. So because the Medusa scales gives it the six up. Um, feel, uh, not feel no pain it will not die and then you upgrade it for 10 points to get 5 up feel no pain oh for fuck's sake not feel no pain it will not die <laughs> feel no pain for vehicles as they call it words are hard <laughs> this isn't my segment alright <laughs> um, so next yeah, is fuck the you Neil <laughs> cyber familiar any model with the inventory type and character subtype um, may take a cyber familiar for 20 points. So uh, you can give yourself some plus one involves for 20 points, which is not bad. Any of your support characters, like if you're bringing a centurion of some type with a five up, you can suddenly make it a four up, which is quite tasty. I don't, I feel like the iron hands would be like, I'm the iron father. And then you just bring a load of like apothecaries or tech marines as your secondaries and don't really bother with a lot of the centurions. I would bring I would bring Ironfather, um, tech marines in yeah, vehicles. In vehicles. Yeah, yeah. Like running around doing stuff. And then Castellax. Oh. And then like a couple of like big twenty man tack tax squads. Yeah. In vehicles. However well, that works. Yeah, that doesn't work. Land Raiders are 12, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, and uh, Spartans are... Maybe, maybe on foot Is then. a Spartan a 20? Maybe Two Spartans is a lot of points. Yeah, yeah maybe I'll do it on foot <laughs> rather than... Rather than, rather than walk out. Yeah. But just, just like bulk troops, bulk yeah, yeah, robots. Yeah. Um, next, we have their special type of Terminator armor. Mm -hmm. So any Legion, Cataphracti, uh, Praetor, Centurion, or Cataphracti Terminator... Um, can upgrade to Gorgon Terminator armor and no additional point cost. Okay. Just free. So just Cataphractis. Nice. So they're the slow and purposeful ones rather than the Tartarus ones. Mm -hmm. um, Gorgon Terminator gives a two up armor save and five up invol save and feel no pain five plus. So for no points, you can give yourself five, feel no pain. Um, this does not stack with any other variant of feel no pain. So you can't apothecary them up. And give give a bonus. Um, if a model has more than one variant, you choose which one. Oh, as in the feel no pain. Uh, so here's a caveat, I believe. So if you've passed a armor save in that turn with someone with Gorgon Terminator armor, you roll a d6 on the result of a four plus. All enemy units with at least one model within six inches of a model with Gorgon Terminator armor must test as if they have been hit by the weapon with 
blind special rule. Ooh. So they basically take a blind test. Ooh. Which is um, initiative? Uh, I believe so. Um, and any unit comprised entirely of models with Gorgon Terminator armor are immune to this effect. Blind. Initiative test. Uh, if failed, weapon skill BS1. Weapon skill and BS down to one yeah. until the end of the next turn. So you shoot at some Gorgon Terminator armor marines and it, if you're within six, just about to charge and then you fail your blind test. What do they've got like? You've got to get a four up though. What do they've got? Just like like just lights on their, or something? Lights on their armor. <laughs> just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like those floodlights just like boom, right from the nipples. On a four up. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like laser pen into the eye. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Ah, oh, you've fallen to my laser nipples. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, how um, strange. Magnus. Oh. Next are the Graviton Shredders. So we've mentioned these already. Um, it's a five-point upgrade um, if you have a Graviton gun to get a Graviton Shredder. Uh, it's range 12+. plus. Obviously, it's Grav, so it's strength, like, not real. You take a toughness test if you hit with a Grav weapon. Uh, rather than having a strength value. AP4, Assault 2, Concussive 1, um, and Graviton Pulse, which is the wounding, uh, and Haywire, Yep, which is quite tasty. So that could be a really cool way of uh, getting some good anti-armor. Close range, but that was they're quite cool. And lastly... And I think this is the, the beefiest part of all the Iron Hands is their war gear, um, is the Armatus Necrotechnica. Uh, any one model with the vehicle unit type in a detachment with the Legion of Stars Iron Hands rule um, that does not have flyer may be upgraded to have the Armatus Necrotechnica ne for 50 points. Whenever a unit, friendly or enemy, with at least one model within six inches of a vehicle with this upgrade, um, has one or more models removed as a casualty, roll a d6 for each model removed. For each result of a six, the model with this upgrade regains one whole point. Mm. It like, sucks the soul out of the dead or dying around it, whether they're yours or someone else's. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. It's kind of crazy. Crunchy. Uh, this may not bring it above the number of hull points it starts in its profile with. So you can't just have a 20 hull point tank all of a sudden, which makes sense. Um, in addition, any friendly or enemy unit with at least one model within six of a model with the Armatus Necrotechnica must reduce their leadership value uh, by one. Units with a stubborn special rule may not ignore this modifier. So being around this tank, you're a little bit freaked out, probably because it's sucking souls out of the dying warriors. It's a bit freaky. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but for 50 points, it's a kind of... You almost feel like, oh, I'll just put a sacrificial 10-man tax squad next to it. Oh, they've died. Roll a D6. Ah, oh, on a six, I get a whole point back. I mean, that, that's kind of expensive, like my, 200 points. My thing is, it's on a six. Yeah. It's 50 points. It, it's one of those things. I think it's one of those rules which is fun if it happens, but likelihood is you probably will, will forget it. I'm not spending 50 points on it. Oh, no, you have to pay for it. Oh, yeah, yeah no, I'd never do it. 50, 50 points. points. Is a lot. 50 points. Is a lot. Unless, unless, unless 
you're running vehicles like super close to to um like surrounded by troops yeah, yeah, yeah. like at that point it makes a little bit of sense but yeah. if you're if you're doing how we normally run vehicles then yeah. screw that absolutely screw that yeah and it's, it's, it's if the that unit has lost a model or models so mm. it's not a six for every model that died so you don't get a die like if eight guys die in the squad you don't you get eight, eight dice. times yeah, yeah you just roll once and if you don't get a six you don't get a whole point yeah it's that's, a cool that's awful for it, 50 points it's a cool thematic thing the minus one leadership could be good it's a nice little buff. Like if, if you put it on an aggressive tank going forward. Yeah. Um, do Dreads don't have the vehicle keyword, do they? So you can't put this on a Dread. No, this is why... That on a Leviathan are, would be gnarly. This is why Dreads are awful. They're, well, not awful. They're why they're really good because they don't yeah. have the vehicle keyword. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and although in, in Iron Hands, you want them to because you get all the one not dies. Can uh, you imagine an <laughs> Iron Hand Dreadnought? I will just check. Now I've said that, I'm not actually sure. You know when you say something out loud and you're like, uh, that might be a lie. Doobie, doobie, doobie. The five up, it will not die on a uh, Leviathan <laughs> would be kind of nice. Leviathans are... They'd have to have vehicle keyword. They're, they're heavy. Dreadnought. Yeah, Dreadnought's, I think, its own classification. Yeah. So they can't Dare get it. So Iron Hand tanks are better than Iron Hand Dreadnoughts. Yeah. Other than the fact that I believe the Battlesmith can still heal Dreadnoughts. But I'd have to look that up to know. You know, there's the um, uh, Battlesmith ability where you can repair hull points. I, I feel like it still works on Dreadnoughts. Yeah, vehicle Dreadnought or Automata. Yeah. yeah. So that that's that's a cool thing that you can do. You can have an Iron Father walking with a couple of Dreads and which would be repairing cool. them. Which would be cool. Look really cool. Like... These are my friends. Oh, man. This is becoming problematic. You wanted to do... Like, I've got a bunch of tanks, and I love dreads, and I don't really have any right now. Hey, I have dreads. Do you yeah, want to buy some dreads? <laughs> Maybe. You want some dreads? <laughs> do you want some dust? Dust. Warp dust. <laughs> oh, do you remember those animated? Yeah, yeah, yeah. With, um, yeah still his face? Cool. No, it wasn't cool. Who was um, it? Um, uh... Oh, Dra Drago. Drago, yeah. Dra Caldor, Caldor, Caldor Drago. Drago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Come out. <laughs> I, they must be High on, on YouTube. They can't be on YouTube anymore. Yeah, maybe not. We'll do it. Warp dust, warp dust, warp. Warp dust. Warp dust, 40k. <laughs> uh, do you know what? They are. Oh yeah, the Slaneshi demons. <laughs> okay, I'll watch I cannot after. believe they're oh, still on YouTube. It's it's a Chinese subtitled one. So ah, right. They probably Games Workshop <laughs> probably wrote to them going, "Please take this down," and they just gone, "No." Yeah. <laughs> come come at come me, bro. At, come at me, bro. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right. Getting to the units, we've got uh, only three entries. Three entries. One's so a Primark. We have yet yeah, one's a Primark. So we have our two elite slots, unless you're taking the special right of war. The Medusa Immortals and the Gorgon Terminators. Start with the Medusa Immortals as they're I more will. expensive. So the uh, Medusa Immortals have all the standard stat lines other than an extra attack um, compared to like a tactical marine. So three up armor, but their standard is two attack and the um, sergeant has three, which I believe for a normal attack squad, it's one and two. Yep. yep, yep, um, yep, yep, yep but yep. everything else, you know, BS4, weapon skill four, all the, all the boring stuff, all the normal stuff. Uh, they come with power armor, boarding shield, bolter, bolt pistol, and the grenades. Um, they are heavy infantry. Um, 
and they come with a five up feel no pain bitter duty um and stubborn and obviously legion of star design hands yeah, yeah, yeah that's a given um they can take a um right uh, oh they can take a land raider proteus as a dedicated transport um if they number no more than 10 um they come at a starting cost of 205 points for 10 um as awful as this sounds they are just breaches like fancy breaches pretty much i mean feel no pain they've got feel no pain so yeah. uh, i don't know in terms of points how much higher are they to regular breaches because if the difference is an apothecary, then you're just paying for an apothecary that's not there. I have a list of <laughs> with breaches in. Well, yeah, but there you go, all the upgrades on them. and I, I just know. need to know what the base 10 breaches are, my friend. I don't know how to do that. Um, but while he's checking that, you can add an additional 10 immortals for 18 points each. Any model can have Volkite Charger or Chainswords. Um, any model with Bolter may take Bayonets or Chain Bayonets. Base, base breaches, 155 points. 155 so yeah the difference is um, 50 points points. which is an apothecary well 45 I think is an apothecary but so yeah you're basically paying the extra points to get the well you gain stubborn and the feel no pain 5 up for those 50 points and the the extra attack and the extra attack which is quite nice which is quite nice actually so they're, they're, they're they're reasonable points cost then they're not over pointed or powerfully pointed Looking at that, they seem pretty well balanced in terms of points. Yeah. For every five, they can take um, one, um, uh, either a flamer, melter, grav gun, or lask cutter, like regular breaches. Um, the sergeant can take plasma pistol, the volkite pistol, um, power weapon, power fist, or thunder hammer. Uh, can also take melter bombs and be given artificer armor. So yeah, very very similar to breaches. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you're gaining stubborn, feel no pain, and an extra attack for those extra kind of fifty points that you're paying for them. Which isn't bad, to be fair. I'd be tempted to take Medusa on Immortals over Breaches. Do you know what I'd be tempted to do? Because you don't need to pay for an apothecary to go with them, because you've already done it. It's get breaches and run them as these. Oh yeah. Like the only difference yeah. is the slightly more mechanized. Well, look. this is the thing though, I've got Mark Three breaches all with Volkite chargers that are painted black and nothing else right now you could do an iron hand they could be these (laughs) are you that enamored by iron hands because i i don't i don't personally see it (laughs) only from the fact that they make my tank force way better yeah and i've got a tech marine that i'm um i'm not using like a iron father thunder hammer conversion dude that i made Mm. that i was really happy with and now i don't run in my ultramarines um and i think ultramarine tanks are just feeling a bit bland but I think it's because I haven't really played them. Yeah. That's the other thing. And I don't really want to repaint a force. So it's very unlikely. But right now, a guy can dream. Because <laughs> um, what I could do is I could paint half of the mine hands and half of them ultramarines and run an allied force. <laughs> Which obviously wouldn't happen. So maybe I won't do that. Uh, hey, Gorg- hey, just because things won't happen doesn't mean you shouldn't do it. Yeah. <laughs> Next are the Gorgon Terminators. So, Gorgon Terminators um, are... Do, 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 do. What do they count? Oh, they're in Gorgon Terminator armor, yeah. Um, so, they're, they're bog-standard Terminators, actually, looking at them. All their stats are the same. Two wounds rather than one. Yeah. Which, regular Terminators, one wound? I think they are, aren't they? 
or did they change all Terminators? It's been so long since I've actually looked at um, Heresy. Damn, 40k. <laughs> uh, let's have a quick it's little... It's not a bad thing, broadening your horizons into different game systems. Well, other than the fact that these things that I used to know <laughs> are slipping away. Yeah, no, they're two wounds. So regular Terminators are two wounds. Um, they have slightly better leadership. Mm-hmm. And they come in the Gorgon Terminator armor. So they've um, got all the stats from the uh, uh, Gorgon Terminator armors, which is two up, five up, and feel no pain. Mm-hmm. So not quite cataphracty because you're not getting a four up involve. Um, but you're trading that off because you're getting a five up, feel no pain. Yep. They're 200 points as well. So not too pricey. Um, the uh, So you have... Uh, four Gorgon Terminators and one Gorgon Hammer Bearer. Yeah. Who's like the sergeant. Uh, they also get the heavy keyword. So they're getting the re-rolls against um, uh, like blasts and templates, which gives them a bit more survivability again. Um, I think slows them down though. I can't remember if they're not allowed to run or I can't remember. Um, they all come with power axes and the Hammer Bearer comes with a Thunder Hammer and a Grenade Harness. They have five up, feel no pain, relentless, stubborn, and bulky, which is just kind of standard rules other than the stubborn and the feel no pain. Uh, may not run, and movement is minus one when moving as part of a reaction. Ah, uh, yeah. You may reroll failed armor saves versus blast and templates. Yeah. Nice. Um, the immortals have that as well. So you're a bit slower because you're heavier, basically, uh, but you've got a bit more survivability. Th- that's one reason not to take them as immortals and take breaches instead. Uh, yeah, except I'd rather the survivability, the re-rolls against... Oh, no, because they've got heavy anyway, haven't they? So it doesn't make any difference. Breach so heavy? I think so. I feel like they could re-roll blast and template, which makes me think they had heavy. Check it, it's the shields. Yeah, make it makes heavy. sense. Yeah. Spoilers, breaches, heavy line. Yeah, you're yeah. right. Apologies. But they do have line, so I wouldn't take Immortals unless I'm running the Immortals right of War. Right of war. Yeah, yeah. But it'd be really cool to get the Immortals, and if you're not running the Right of War, just use them as breaches. Yeah. Yeah, either way. You can do it either way. Yeah. You can upscale or downscale, depending on what you need. Um, so if they number less than five, you or, well, five or less, um, that may, no, they come as five. So if you have five, <laughs> you can take a Land Raider Proteus. Um, if they're larger than that, they can take a Spartan as a dedicated transport. Uh, you can add up to five additional Gorgon Terminators for 35 points each. So they become quite expensive to have 10. Um, you can have uh, one take a Vexilla, which is quite nice. Um, any Gorgon can exchange their Power Axe for Power Fist, Chain Fist, or Lightning Claw. Um, obviously for points. Um, any Gorgon Terminator may change their Combi Bolter for a Magna Combi Weapon, Minor Combi Weapon, or Lightning Claw, which is kind of cool. Um, bunch of combi weapon terminators uh, for every three models in the unit you can exchange your combi bolter for one of the following heavy flamer reaper auto cannon plasma blaster or a graviton gun and the gorgon hammer bearer may exchange his combi bolter for a magna or minor combi weapon okay um, so yeah they're, they're pretty good terminators compare them against other terminators well so you're 200 points so what's a five man you're better off going against 
Mm, they're heavy, so you're going to want to go cataphracty, which are also heavy, right? Yep. Um, let me pull up the uh, cataphracty. I think I found this with the Emperor's Children. A lot of their special units, you thought, well, the regular ones are just as good, if not better. Yeah. Um, which I thought was, I was quite surprised. So 175 for Cataphracty. Um, so you're paying an extra 25 points, but you're getting a feel no pain, five up, and stubborn. Which is kind of nice. The feel no pain's pretty baller. You're, well, you're also, you've got a Thunder Hammer as standard and, and Power Axes. Yeah. So the Power Axes would be fine because power weapons, I believe, are free. For Yeah, all the Terminators come with power weapons in Cataphractis yeah. um, as standard. But the Thunder Hammer, to give your sergeant a Thunder Hammer, you're paying 15 points. So that's nearly your 25. Oh, and a grenade harness is five, so that's 20. Whereas that comes equipped on the uh, Hammer Bearer already. Hmm. So you're only five points more to equip the Gorgons to the Cataphractis. And you've got feel no pain and stubborn. Yeah. So they're actually points. better. They are actually better. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they can all take combi weapons, which I don't think... Oh, no, any model. Yeah, you can do that with the Cataphracty. Is it minor and major? Yeah, magna and minor. Um, the added difference is you can also take grav guns for every one in three. So I'd be tempted to take a unit of six. Or six to eight, depending on points, and put them in a Spartan. And then have two grav guns in there and then upgrade them to maybe be grav shredders then you've got a nice bit of haywire um, toughness test taking weapons which you can't get on the cataphracty no. that's more choice than a like super bonus but yeah I think they're pretty cool to have like a unit of particularly if you want that um, kind of big beefy unit um, that's going to kind of soak up some firepower and be scary um they're not necessarily a needs i don't think either unit is particularly like a i must take this like they're just breaches and terminators and they've got their iron hand bit to them they stand up they're pretty level in points rather than slightly under costed or over costed yeah. actually they're just personal choice on whether you want to or not yeah um, and lastly, we get the the big headless dude, Ferris Manus. Do you reckon they make him headless and head and with a head? Well, they make him in part. So or technically, what they yes. could do is get a little like clear rod and have his head slightly elevated away <laughs> from his body. Like yeah, a that's what you do. That's what you do on it if you were doing a crazy diorama. And yeah, spending this money. and having um, I would magnetize it if I had, and I'd do Sons of Horus. And then so I can have Horace holding the head of Ferris Manus. Um, and then I can put it back on Ferris Manus when I wanted to play with him. <laughs> that would be kind of cool. That's quite, yeah, that's kind of <laughs> That would yeah, be yeah. quite cool. But you'd have to do the two legions to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or just buy a Primark model and magnetize the head as a display piece. And to be fair, Fun. it's one of the nicest Primark models. Do you think? Yeah, oh, Ferris Manus is vote? gorgeous. Was it, was it yeah. actually comparable to our vote? Where was yeah, it? I think so. I think he was, he was in the top three, I think. Yeah, Ferris Manus has just got such a good pose. It's the strikeout, isn't it? Yeah, he's swinging the hammer around two-handed. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so Ferris Manus, movement eight, weapon skill seven, ballistic skill six, strength seven, toughness seven, wound six, initiative six, six attacks, leadership ten, and a two-up armor save. Um, he has um, the Primark unit type, of course, uh, but he also has heavy which uh, I don't believe all the Primarchs do. 
So that's a, a, a little unique thing to Ferris Manus. Can't run, but also re-roll. He can re-roll. Uh, yeah, yeah. Blasts and names. things. Yeah, swords that he's not good with. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's got the Medusan Carapace as his armor. Uh, he's got a servo arm. He's got Forge Breaker, which is his hammer. He's got a Master Crafted Plasma Blaster and a Master Crafted Graviton Shredder. I think they're part of his um, uh, like machinerator array that he doesn't get but has, if you know my meaning. Uh, he has a Heavy Flamer as well and a Grenade Harness, so Assault Grenades. His special rules are obviously Iron Hands, Master of the Legion, uh, Battlesmith 2-Up, so he repairs stuff on a 2-Up. Um, firing protocols three, so he can fire three of those weapons, which is all three of them. Um, the plasma blaster, graviton shredder, and the heavy flamer. Uh, he's loyalist. Uh, or the grenade launcher. No, it's a grenade harness, which is, oh, okay. is right. it's, it's basically assault oh, grenades. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that fire out of a little grenade harness on his top of his armor, rather than him throwing a grenade with his hand. <laughs> yeah. Because, yeah, I might as well automate that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah 100%. <laughs> uh, and then he comes with his Warlord trait, which is Sire of the Iron Hands. So all models with both the infantry unit type and the Iron Hands special rule are in the same army as Ferris Manus. They gain a Feel No Pain 6+. plus. Um, this does not stack with other versions of the same rule. If you have a better version, then you use that one instead. Uh, all, player, all models with both the vehicle unit type and Iron Hands special rule gain It Will Not Die 5-up. And uh, an army with Ferris Manus gains an additional reaction in the player's assault phase, as long as Ferris Manus has not been removed as a casualty. Or beheaded. Yes. Yes, indeed. So it's pretty basic, really. Although an entire army with a six-up feel no pain, without paying anything. I mean, you're paying 465 points, but he has other buffs. Um, and he's a really straightforward. When Remember... Um, most of the Primarch's special rules pages. Like, I like the whole page. Yeah, yeah. He's got a little tiny box. <laughs> so he, what is interesting just about the side of the Iron Hands is a lot of those kind of rules normally like, if you already have Furno Pain, make it one better. Yeah. That one specifically says, if you've got it, you've got a better one, use that. Yeah. You don't get a stacking one. Yeah, there's no bonus. So, Which I think is because Furno Pain's just, you imagine you just put an apothecary and you suddenly got four up Furno Pain all the time. Yeah. It'd be a bit nuts that you could just do that across the board, you know? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You'd start, you'd start. You'd like, just have apothecaries everywhere. You'd take nine apothecaries, put them in every unit, and everyone, if it was a plus one to your feel no pain, yeah. or you get a six. Then you're on a four up. Yeah. Ugh. For the whole game. That'd be gnarly. Ugh. And you'd take breaches and gorgons with heavy, so you're re rolling blasts and templates. So, like, things hey, like. Hey, one way to make the army um, survive. Much more survivable. Yeah, this is one of the big bonuses of the Iron Hands. Like, it will not die on your tanks. It's so good because you recover whole points and you very rarely get completely blown off the table. If you remember to roll for it, that's the point. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so the Medusan Carapace is his armor and it grants a two-up armor save and a three-up invol save. Nothing special other than just nope. good rolls. Um, and then he has Forge Breaker. So this is his gnarly as hell hammer. Um, it's obviously a melee weapon. It's got Master Crafted, um, Exoshock 3+, which I believe is about doing extra hole points, but Sam's going to look that up, and Brutal 3, which is very scary for Dreadnoughts. It is Strength 12, AP 1, <laughs> which is crazy. <laughs> I wonder what Vulcan's hammer is. I'm going to go look that up while you're looking up what Exoshock is. 
Exoshock. If weapons inflicted a penetrating hit, roll a d6. If the score is equal to or higher than the value of the brackets, an additional penetrating hit is inflicted, against which no cover saves can be taken. It is a default 6+. plus. So, basically just an opportunity to get another pen. Yeah, which except, we, except it's on a 3+, plus, not yeah. a 6 up. <laughs> yeah. So, it's on a 3 up, you get an extra pen. <laughs> Pretty so, sick. it just tears through vehicles. Uh, Vulcan's hammer is strength 10. Oh. To AP1, whereas this is strength 12, AP1. Did Who made his hammer? Was that Fulgrim made his hammer? Uh, I believe Fulgrim made the hammer, yeah. Might as well make it perfect then. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. And um, Ferris made um, a Phoenix blade, I want to call it. Um, the Phoenician blade. F- oh, yeah, Phoenician blade, isn't it? And then obviously he uses the Lairn blade because it's got the demon possessed in it. But I think when we looked at the rules... The Phoenician Blade was cooler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's far better. But yeah, really simple Primark. Yeah. I think it fits his character, to be honest. Like, he didn't need a load of fancy, shiny things. As awful as it sounds, he doesn't have a lot of background. Well, he really. has a lot of background, but he doesn't have a lot of uh, engagement in Face heresy. Time. Or head time. Yeah, there's lo- yeah I'm, I'm sure there's lots of exemplary battles of him doing cool things. But basically, in terms of novels... He's pretty much, he's there. Fulgrim tries to turn him. He says no. They cripple his ship. He goes to his fire and gets his head cut off. Yeah. Not that much more than that is. Uh, it's interesting that they cripple his ship rather than kill him because it's almost like he doesn't want him to turn up at Istvan so that he doesn't get murdered. Yeah, well, that's the kind of, I guess the tragedy is Fulgrim and uh, Ferris Manus are like the two closest Primarchs out of yeah. all of them. And that's why... Fulgrim couldn't kill him even though he's already fallen and you know it was almost like part of Fulgrim was fighting against that desire that yeah. Slanesh had kind of put there and it was only when they he'd, he'd kind of finally lost the plot maybe because of the acceptance that his his favourite brother wasn't going to stand with him and that was enough to break his kind of mental fortitude mm. and then he murdered Ferris Manus yeah and probably had a moment of, oh my God, what have I done? What have I done? And then snap <laughs> into full demon possession, stuck in a painting craziness mm. of Fulgrim. Um, yeah. Yeah. I like the Iron Hands. I think they're a legion that often gets either used for their rule bonuses rather than their love of the law. Yep which maybe has been a bit harsh on a lot of Iron Hand players, but that's what I kind of feel. Um, you, you've either, I, I, I put them into two camps. You either super love the law and yeah. what they stand for, so you play them because of that, or I've only ever really seen these played by people that are really good at the game. So they yeah. know how to min-max, not min-max, but utilize an army utilize, list as best yeah. of its ability. Yeah, I see them with lots of vehicles, lots of walkers, big heavy things that are getting it will not die getting feel no pains very hard to shift yeah and that's their real bonus and because that's really strong people take it and they're quite easy to paint which i think doesn't help that yep like if they had a really complicated paint scheme some people might shy away from them Mm. but it's quite easy to just spray black bit of silver bit of white done Mm -hmm. so you know obviously you can do it far better than that but um, but yeah which is why all the way through I'm like oh man I've got loads of unpainted Sakarans I could easily turn my tank force into uh, uh, some Iron Hand 
tank company and it would be far better. Yeah, yeah. And I'd only have to just chuck in a couple of tech marines and that whole force is looking much scarier. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. No, very cool. Good coverage of the Legion, I think. Cool. We'll take a quick break and we'll come back with our rounding out of the episode. Alright there, my lover. Sometimes farming is hard work and I need a midweek break. So we started Mike's Midweek Hangouts as a midweek haven from the hustle, bustle and loud noises of the farm. These gatherings are held in Facebook rooms. You can join from the link found either in the Adeptus Terra podcast safe room or found in the Hobby Hangout channel on the Discord. If you want to get some midweek hobby progress in, why not grab your scrumpy and join Mike on a Wednesday from 8.30. See you there, my lover. Come on now, let's get together. Welcome back. It's time to round out the episode. And before we say our goodbyes, we just obviously firstly want to say thank you to li- for listening to this episode of the Adepts of Terror podcast. And lastly, to just remind you of uh, what's coming up next month. So we have our uh, hobby hangout date, which is the 24th of September, 8pm onwards. Look out for the event for that once the August one has taken part and been created. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to create the September one right now. Awesome. So if you, it will be there. So Good, good. You heard it here first. Uh, the next Siege of Terror book is uh, in the Read the Siege series is Saturnine. Yeah. High high hopes for that one. Me too. Many uh, many people are praising this book, so I'm looking forward to it. Um, and next month's Law of the Legion will be number. Oh God, I've clicked the wrong thing will be number 14 the alpha legion nice bit of alpha legion or will it or will it or is it or are they or are they so we have the alpha legion next month so you can look forward to that boss um i've really enjoyed this episode it's been uh, fun and nostalgic to do a two-man looking forward to having neil back next month um and we will continue our hobby through resurrection 40k um we look forward to seeing you guys on the hopefully the wednesday hangouts uh the hangout that's just been in august as well as the 24th of september one and yeah i guess until next time always remember magnus did everything wrong or always remember Black Library should continue to support their book series while they're still writing books for that book series so that I can go and buy the book for the book series and not have to uh, go and get a stupid ebook version or listen to it on an audio version. Bye. But, but I'm sure Magnus did nothing <laughs> wrong as well. <laughs> Thanks for listening to another successfully recorded episode of the Adeptus Terror podcast. Join the conversation on the Adeptus Terror podcast community safe room on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram at the Adeptus Terror podcast or email at the Adeptus Terror podcast at gmail.com if you just want to chat to Matt. Thanks again. <laughs>